Good morning, everybody. Good day, everybody. A bunch of wind. Just it's very windy here in Sydney. Oh yeah. We're recording from uh, Adam's studio. Adam yeah, my plastic bags. I like to keep a few in the yard. They blow around. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of bags blowing around. It is a windy night here in Sydney. It is Tuesday, October 13. Uh, welcome to week two. Well, technically week three, but we skipped a week. So let's just call it week two. It's a fortnight week yeah. um, of the Freedman podcast. I'm here, Tristan. Here in Adam's house with a wasteland aesthetic going on outside. <laughs> on I location, like the like post-apocalyptic that's right, that's right. streets of Banksia. We've all known it's been coming all year, people. <laughs> I feel like... If this was, if I had said, hey, I think our podcast is going to be pretty good, don't you? And everyone just silent and just a hand <laughs> This time, yeah, it's a bag from Bunnings that I used to get garden waste. <laughs> ah, the modern tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I am joined by the fat team, Phil and Adam. Yep, yep. Evening. Hi, boys. Um, really, another fortnight, another bunch of stuff. Um, can't ignore the big news, the Lots big man. Of, the big guy, the big cheese. He did it. He's done it. He got the C19, the Coco. Yeah. <laughs> and now he is invincible. Yeah. What's the deal? Is he, he's been cured. I believe so. I believe he's now, well, he's now immune. He's had it once. It's kind of like the German measles. You know, you have it once. once. And then after that, he could be making out with people in old folks' homes. I'm, Just. I'm pretty sure he was doing that while he had going if the news was any indication. I think I read an article where he said he's like going to go up to people and just kiss them. He, he yeah. should. Yeah. He can. Yeah. He, he is the only one right now I would trust yeah. to let into my house. He, Mask was, free. He was, he was one vehicle upgrade away from an open top bus tour of COVID when he went around in that car. It was absolute pure gold. Insane. But, you know, let's all just... Get ourselves a yeah. dose of Regeneron. Uh, I'd let him, uh, I would let him spit <laughs> in my mouth. No right problem. Now. <laughs> so <laughs> <not> on, <laughs> the speed with which that came out of your mouth, Adam says to me, you've thought about this before he had COVID. He's seen him in his golfing shirt. <laughs> so look, I, he got COVID, because it's been two weeks since we recorded. So a couple of things actually happened. He got COVID. We also had the first presidential election, which was an absolute... People said train wreck. I thought it was fantastic. Debate, you mean? Sorry. The debate. Sorry. Yeah. I, I thought for a second there. I'm like, oh, yeah. I, know, I know I had a nap this afternoon, <laughs> boys, but <laughs> did I nap through a month? The debate. Sorry, and it was just fantastic. Wasn't um, it great? Ah, uh, democracy at its a, best. At its best. At its best. Um, we also had the vice presidential debate. Yeah. Featuring the fly. The fly. Yeah. Yep. Black flies matter. Yeah. Is its official Twitter. Oh, that's very yeah. good. <laughs> Did, did, did they come out with who won in that one? Because I know in the first the one, obviously they said the fly one. But between yeah. Pence and, and Harris, did they? So it was very even, I think. Oh, okay. Because Pence is uh, actually an orator. He actually knows how to. He doesn't just interrupt people all the time. He interrupts a little bit. Okay. But he knows his stuff. Apparently, like mm-hmm. he's quite good at. I was reading. He's quite good at subtly putting in actual. Well, not necessarily facts, but subtly making his point. Okay. He's a lot more. Let's just put it this way, and it's not hard to do this. He's a lot more prepared. He's better at than it the big cheese than the yes. president is. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch a lot of this, but I watched a couple of minutes of it, and you're like, oh, these are people who can actually explain themselves, you know, yes. as opposed to well, we know Trump, and then you got Weekend at Biden's, whose mind is checking in and out as he oh, goes. Yes, yeah. he, so, he is. He's got that yeah. whole thing. He just kind of smiles and yeah. looks at the camera, like he's kind of like having in, like an inside joke with everyone else who's on his team. But also, you're also thinking, oh, he's. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You look crazy, Joe. Yeah. Can, can you lead us? Really? <laughs> yeah. 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 I look, I mean, honestly, Kamala Harris, I think, is fantastic. 
She has, she's intelligent, she's quick-witted, got a lot of good things to say. I think when Biden dies in the next year or two, yeah. she will be a fantastic president. Biden gets down to nine months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, quickly. Yeah, um, well, um, Trump tried to give him COVID, but it didn't quite work. Obviously, he <laughs> didn't mack on him well enough. But, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, 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 when I look at Joe Biden, I just think to myself, like, that is exactly the the person you want, you know, invite your uncle around to the barbecue. He's losing his marbles a bit, but he's a sweet guy. And, yeah. you know, he'll come he out with He is a, a sweet guy. Yeah. You let him run the grill so he doesn't talk to anybody. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He's feeling good about it. Yeah, it's he's like, he's yeah. got one of those aprons with the boobs on the front. That's it. He's exactly. Nice. He, he doesn't quite know he's wearing it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> he does have a nice smile, I have to say. He does. He's got a beautiful smile. He's a good looking man. Yeah, he actually is a good looking yeah, man. For, yeah, for a 96 year old. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it too early to do a, a Ned's or sports bet? No, absolutely. I had all of this in my news yeah. update, which you've now, you've now jumped on top of. of but um, yeah, with uh, the situation being that there are now more cases of COVID in the White House than there are in New Zealand in total, uh, <laughs> I, I went to sports bet to find out how my political parties feel. And uh, it's now a $3 punt okay. on, uh, on Trump. On so long, longest, longest odds that we've seen since the campaign started. $1.45 for we Biden. the big cheese now. Is that what we call the yeah, big Cheeto? Yeah, I, like the, I like the big cheese. Like big the cheese. picture I had in my mind when Adam was talking about having him spit in his mouth was a Cheeto spitting in your mouth, and I thought, actually, that I can resonate with. Well, American <laughs> cheese is always bright orange. Yes, yeah, yes. bright orange is delicious. Absolutely, and uh, um, unlike certain certain flip flopping people on this podcast when it comes to betting, Mister <laughs> Mister Tristan and his love of the bunnies, and then not love of the bunnies. I presume it's love of the bunnies as well. Bunnies, uh, look at them. Yeah. So uh, you guys are watching the odds move around. I still, I'm calling it. You still Trump's calling it? Still calling it. Yeah. Trump's going to win the election. Well, I, I did appreciate that the White, the White House turned down any help from the CDC to help with contact tracing. They're like, we've, we've got this. We've got we've got this. We know what we're doing. <laughs> yep. No, well, you don't need to trace anything if everyone has it. <laughs> <laughs> it's no problem. It's no problem. Just mark it down as everybody. But it's you no think problem. when all the Democrats are still worrying about it, putting on their masks and hiding under their desks, yes. these guys have all had it and recovered. That's it. That's and it. they're invincible. They can go out there and they can run a solid campaign. That's They've got, got the best two weeks ahead of it yeah like they got it out of the way early you know <laughs> which is which admittedly is something that i was talking about doing way back in february when this thing oh, yeah. um when this thing first we all kicked thought off, about it is yeah. a few of us having a conversation about wouldn't it just be better to get it early and then yeah. you know people are like oh a lot of people are dying you're like maybe i'll just hang back a bit and see yeah, what before happens. it turned out about the long-term blood clotting yeah yeah, yeah i was thinking about it myself yeah shit, so i can get back to work that's yeah. exactly right and i should just add as a caveat here as I continually reaffirm that Trump's going to win the election here. I'm not a Trump supporter. <laughs> no, I know you're not. No, no, no. You're I'm just, just an observer of humanity. Yeah, yeah, you call it how it is. <laughs> I agree. Um, no, you've always been very clear on that. So I think that, look, I think that all of that is probably the main news. I think just quickly, Gladys. Oh, Gladys. Yes, oh, Gladys and the boyfriend. Oh, Did you even know that she had a boyfriend? Are they even still together? Oh, Gladys. Can we read between the lines here? I mean... Up until about 24 hours ago, I had no idea any of this was even a thing. So yeah. I just had to quickly look up, like, what is yes. this ICAC? What's it about? Yeah. Oh, you didn't even know what ICAC is. No, I knew what ICAC was, but what's, yeah. this, what's, this, what's, what's this investigation into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Gladys just wanted a little strange, and she, you know... Wasn't yeah. that strange though? That's the problem. Yeah, yeah a, little, a little bit too familiar. Too familiar. And so it turns out that he had his phone bugged by ASIO because they were a little concerned about some of his dealings. Yes. He said to her at one point, uh, "I'll tell you about this business deal," and she shut him down, shut him saying, down, yeah. "Yeah, you don't need to tell me all the details of that." So she knows something sketchy going on. 
It's all coming out. All the hens are coming home to roost. Yeah. And we're going to wonder, is this the, is this the one we want to be uh, trusting with our health? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I think she's done a superb job. Yeah. And yeah. Then she, she just wants a little action, and I commend her for that. Uh, look, so, and, yeah. and, and politics politics is a bit dirty. She's done a great job through Well, that's COVID. right. It is a little um, bit dirty. And, uh, and, you know, Tristan might not be able to get on... <laughs> Tristan might not be able to associate with this having uh, having been in a relationship for the last 20 years. <laughs> mm. But I've had, a, I've had a couple of yeah. challenging <laughs> challenging moments in uh, in my relationships a in the last little while. A couple of ASIO taps you, that might have gone awry. Look, look, you know, you, you go for a little strange, you don't, you, you don't know what's happening. You know, or or you do know what's happening, but you just hop for it, and what can you do? Yeah, right? absolutely. So, so if anything, this humanizes her. It does. Case. I agree. I thought she was this sort of yeah, Gladys Verzuken, Verzuken, Yeah. So I yeah exactly. I think you know we're all human. And uh, was it K Rod that it came out that he'd been to a strip club? Or something like that. Yes. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And suddenly the, the whole country fell in love with him. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, he's just like me. Be- oh, yeah, I remember when remember when me and the boys went to the went to the gentleman's club and oh, it was a great night? Yeah, I could have seen K right there. He's got my vote. And like one yeah. when you think it's gonna backfire on them. And this could be the same situation here. Yes. Gladys, she's just shown herself to be a regular human. She has she has oh. her faults, she has her needs. It's the Bill Clinton effect. Yeah, a little bit. I thought he was just Minus a president here, yeah. and then he just wants to put a cigar in a chick's pussy, and uh, he's just like me. Yeah, and no so one's ever getting... thought of a Clinton negatively since. <laughs> and, and and we're just getting a little too much detail into Tristan's psyche on that, no, um, or just enough detail. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it is like the the flip side to this is the fact that yes, you know, like the ASIO stuff that you're talking about. It's like there's this sort of what you would call... God, Jordan Pearson actually has a perfect word for this that's not coming to mind right now, but it's like low-level corruption that's in politics. Yeah, okay. always. Which is that thing of like, oh, don't tell me the details about that business deal. Because they all know there's a bit of shady shit going on. Yeah. And the main thing is, like that's Jordan Pearson talks about, it's like you want your politics... All politics has corruption. Yeah. You want your politics to have low-level corruption that has little impact on the people. Well, it's kind of like... That so, Barn- what was it, Barnaby Joyce that was uh, hooking up with his secretary? Yeah, yeah. Everyone knew what was going on. Everyone at Cameron knew what was going on but they're just sort of like ah, know you know on. what it's it's not really affecting anything it's not it doesn't really change anything so yes. we'll just let him carry on and then yeah. it was only when it came out on you know new idea or whatever that everyone had to pretend that they were outraged oh, yes. yeah. it's a similar sort of thing here let, let her have a little bit of action on the side everyone's human everyone's got their faults and everyone's got their well, desires I'm sure it's just Labour who's leading the call for just you know to step down of course they're going to grab this I saw it on the ABC. You're trying to tell me that the ABC is leaning towards No, definitely not. Oh, dearie me. But yeah, so it's the business dealings thing is like, yep, look into that. But beyond that, like when it comes to the personal life stuff, exactly like the Barnaby Joyce thing, it's like, leave people alone. Yeah. Doesn't concern you. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jacinta Ardern in her election uh, debate. Like, did you smoke a little pot? Yeah, I did. Of course she did. Cool. She admitted it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to take a, a... Well, I feel like we've done a deep dive into the news, but we might do a little latch into the news afterwards coming up. Um, we're also going to uh, dive into sports. Yes, we are. We've got quite a lot of sports to get through, actually. Um, we've got a something exciting for Hold My Beer? Yeah, we've got something. We've got a surprise. <laughs> we got something. Um, 
I'm down to two. I've got two things I, I could bring he's, out, but it's going to depend on how apathetic I am when the time comes. He's not yeah. committing to exciting. No, fair this enough. This is worrying. And we've got a whole bunch of other things which I haven't prepared for, but would normally make up this segment of the podcast. Great. So, um, Manly Feet of the Week, um, I, I restructured my lounge room. You moved the coffee towel bill? Is that what you moved did? Moved all of the couches. There and by go. that, I got my wife to do it. You did, She did it. Yeah. So my most manly feat of the week was that I actually didn't do anything manly. But, like, I I sat back while my wife did all the labour. Okay. Is that... No, that's not good. Anti-manly? Yeah. But she chose to do it herself. Okay. Well, I sort that's, of... In a way, I guess that's empowering. Yeah. And were you focused on Fall Guys at the time? Yeah, I was like, can you keep down that scraping noise of the couch moving across my carpet? I'm trying to, you know... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. But, yeah. So, that was about as manly as I got. I also safely drove the family to a family holiday and back. You that drove a car good. and your wife moved some furniture. I checked That's the car good. to make sure it was okay before I drove a long distance. I'm not going to lie to you. None of mine are any better. <laughs> okay. Um, I safely returned from a overseas... I mean, overseas, overseas. interstate travel yeah. uh, with my family. That was pretty good. In Canberra. Canberra, <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's about it. The classic uh, interstate journey to Canberra. Yeah. Um, manly, you don't smell like uh, jasmine this week. It's just something wrong, mate. I know, I know. I no essential oils workshops <laughs> this week, uh, which which I'm sure the listeners are very disappointed to hear. Uh, manly, manly moment for me this week was, and this this sounds a little, but it was one of those moments um, because during COVID, like the traffic patterns changed so much. There's been like, it's been chill on the roads yeah. for so long Very chill. I was running late the other day and so I'm cranking through traffic and it's up to full traffic again now and so basically driving like a fucking rally driver yeah. through Sydney to get yeah. to a place on yeah. time from Ultimo over to, over to Bondi Junction yeah. cutting people off like getting into <laughs> it and so um, it's, it's uh, I used to live with a South African guy that would call that doing a Joburg because you've just got to be a complete jerk in traffic oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, so basically driving like a rally car driver across Sydney and being a complete jerk, like it just, I felt pretty manly. Felt like, you felt, I felt like pretty manly bloke. doing all of that. Yeah, I mean, okay. the fact that I was in a Mitsubishi Mirage, I just want to talk about that. But, <laughs> but uh, beyond that, it was, uh, it was good fun. So, you know, it was, it was, yes. Yeah. And uh, it was aggressive dodging car driving. Yeah. Yeah. I drove a Fiat, so it's okay. Even it better. Okay. Yeah. Even better. Corolla. But I, I understood this week that sometimes you've got to understand, as a man, you've got to understand your limitations. And there's been one of those one of those situations that a lot of these little jobs around the house that have just been sitting unfinished for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I decided the manliest thing I could do at that point was say, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I've been talking about doing it for six months. I'm not going to do it. In fact, I have no intention of doing it. I have very little time in my day. I have very little interest or ability to do these jobs, painting and patching and things like that. So my manly task for the, for the week was just hiring someone else to do it yeah. and admitting, I don't have the skills. I don't have the ability man. all the time. I actually went on a high pages. Great little site for, for hiring tradies. Got a guy in, a uh, couple of quotes. He did it in two afternoons. Did all the patching, painting I needed. It was fantastic. So our manly feats this week, except for you, Phil, for driving like a madman, were getting other people to do our I also mowed my lawn, but when I realized I was all out of whippersnipper cable, I did my edging with a kitchen knife. 
So I think that you know stabbing the lawn repeatedly over and over again to get the edges just right was was felt a little uh, manly. So just so we're clear, Adam immediately wins manliest task yeah, of the that's week. That's pretty manly. I didn't yeah. really is that know good? What that is. Yeah. yeah, that's impressive. Like you're doing your edges with like your, your good knife. And didn't you mow your lawn today? Well, that's what I mean. I mowed the lawn. Yeah. I went to do the edging. The whipper snipper cable was all and done. And you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got out the the butcher yeah. knife and just sliced the edges clean. Yeah. I I think there's a better way of putting that's it. That's pretty manly. He, he stabbed his I lawn stabbed. into submission. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's a good way to start. From the fat team to you. This is the Free Man Podcast. Strap in, gentlemen. kind of didn't confirm it last time we podcasted but we made joe montana our hero my hero so what did you call him again joe montana joe montana uh the hero of the week for basically in our minds footballing the shit out of a would-be kidnapper yeah. yeah so just like a kidnapper coming into his house um, and he's just wearing a full staff. Trying to steal his granddaughter. He <laughs> oh, no, spikes, her, <laughs> spikes her into a makeshift end zone somewhere in the kitchen. <laughs> Precisely that. And I can just imagine how this went down. There's too, a little victory dance he's, where he's hopping he's, on he's one He's looked foot. across and he's gone, oh my God, are you Joe Montana? And he's like, it's Montana, <laughs> Montana bitch. <laughs> Um, so congratulations <laughs> to Joe. I'm sure he's very, very, very happy that he, he won that. Um, for me this week, uh, it has to go to the entire Wallabies football team. Tell me oh, why. Um, they uh, did something special. I don't think they won. Oh, they God. drew. Yeah, here we go. They drew um, 16 all with the All Blacks. For in the first lettuce, I didn't even know that they left. Lettuce loaf still on? Yeah, apparently. Wow. So they went to Wellington. Have they been living in New Zealand since January? Is that this was just? A... We all, I think we all realise that sports stars and movie stars get. Oh yeah, they get special. Well, it's actually it would be awesome if they've been living in New Zealand all this time. Maybe they've actually been learning a thing or two from. <laughs> well, apparently they ha- well well they have learned. Apparently they've saved Australian rugby with this beautiful draw. Um, <laughs> It's something like it's the first time we haven't lost to New Zealand in some ridiculous amount of years. You know, I'm talking about tens and decades. That of sounds years pretty heroic to in me. In New Zealand. So the Wallabies get my hero of the week. And for not losing. For not the losing. drawing. For not winning, legs. but also not losing. Okay. And in That's fairness good. to anybody who's been following Union for a while, um, that is hero of the week material yeah. as much as we like to joke about it being a draw yeah. it's been a long time since there's been a taste of anything even close to victory the uh the concerning thing for me of course was my hero of the week is the is the wallabies football team and i'm like oh no that's my first reaction because <laughs> it's rugby like and i'm like what have they done and what, uh, what have, what have they done yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. didn't yeah. even know the bledisloe was on 
You thought it would be like I had no something. idea. You thought, you thought it was going to go into the yes. misconduct oh, yeah. trial or yeah. something like that. But no. of course, that's the sports segment. So, yes. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have a sports segment for that. Yeah, we have a whole section for all the indiscretions <laughs> right. of the Australian so rugby he's team. Of the week, Can I say Eddie Van Halen? Yeah. Can I can I give, can. can I give him the yeah, posthumous yes. hero of the week award? I mean, the bloke was in Wayne's World too, granted for about five seconds. He could trash a hotel room like a son of a bitch, mm-hmm. and that song "Jump," yeah, that was pretty sweet. He had his own Guitar Hero spin-off pack. He had the solo interruption. He popularized finger tapping. He played the solo in Michael Jackson's "Beat It." Uh, I've got Wayne's World 2 down here again for some reason the, the dude lived a life most of us would dream of the man who just he, he loved music he lived and he loved music he donated guitars to underprivileged schools he supported a number of other charities he died at 65 after a long fight with cancer but he will be remembered long after any of us I'm sorry to say let me ask you this. Yes. Did you ever listen to his music? Yeah, Jump is a fantastic song. What's Jump? Jump yeah. around? No, you might as well jump. Bah, 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 Yeah. Really I get up. Song? Nothing gets me down. Actually, it's Jump. It's a fantastic song. Okay. Well, yeah. Eddie Van Halen. Is that, is that, does that beat the Wallabies drawing with New Zealand? I'm sorry. I don't know. Well, We'll see what Phil drags up. <laughs> what do you got, mate? <laughs> well, I, look, look, the moment you you brought up Eddie Van Halen, I'm looking at it going, well, that's clearly going to be the winner for the hero of the way. I mean, this guy's lived a life, and he was in Wayne's World. I'm sorry, that's just two. Wayne's World, too. Yeah. Only two. Only two. He was in it for five seconds. He was coming into Wayne's stock at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Which one was Ed O'Neill in? Was he in one or two? Both. Was he? Yeah. He's the hero of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's twice as many Wayne's Worlds as Eddie Van Halen. All right, all right. screw Van Halen. We're giving it. We're giving it I never did a crazy thing before that night. Yeah, yeah that was fantastic. No, my my hero of the week is a is a very genuine one, which is uh, young Marcus Rashford, MBE. So the English football player who's been given an MBE uh, played a blinder on the weekend. Um, which we'll go into in the sports section, but he's been given the MBE um, for essentially his work around helping make sure that school kids were getting fed during COVID, um, which is ridiculous to think that a football player should have to do that, but that's what was going on because a bunch of kids couldn't go to school and they were getting fed at school. Um, And he brought this, he basically used his profile to bring this to light, got access directly to Boris Johnson, who basically said, I had no idea this was going on, which is concerning in and of itself but yeah. to see a young footballer you know early 20s taking on such a su- such Being intense active, social yeah. responsibility um and doing something for for his nation mm. uh, just just beautiful that's just fantastic beautiful. I've, I've just had to google what mbe is and i've yeah. also found out at the same time dizzy rascal was awarded an mbe at the same time so i guess just... i love dizzy rascal okay yeah sorry about uh that song that he did? Uh, We've sorry, we're talking about Big Day Out. What it seems. Yeah, Dizzy. Yeah. yeah. Look, Dizzy and Marcus Rashford, <laughs> I think they should both be joint heroes of the week. Yes. Along with Eddie Van Halen. And, 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 and let's be clear, if I had noticed that Dizzy Rascal had gotten it, despite everything that Marcus Rashford <laughs> yeah. had done, he would have been the hero. I wake and up I'm, and my life is a daydream. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. What it seems. Fantastic. Yeah. Heroic song. Yes, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Marcus Rashford. He plays for who? Manchester United. Manchester United. Yeah. yeah, that's the downside to this. So, hence, Eddie, Eddie Van Halen. Well, I think the Wallabies is, me- is probably, hands down, our hero of the week. The, we'll the draw in Wallabies. I, yeah. I okay. disagree. Okay, we've got I disagree. I'm, I'm with Van Halen. 
Okay. Well, I'm with Dizzy Rascal at the moment. <laughs> oh, you know what? Actually, I'm back in Dizzy Rascal. Let's do it. Let's do it. Dizzy Rascal, our hero of the race. Dizzy Rascal. Put it in the spreadsheet. That's done. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue the music. Welcome back. It's time for Adam and the yes. Sports. Yes, lots going on in the sports this week, boys. I got to tell you, there was a lot going on. So let's try and let's be nippy. Yes. Yeah. Well, in the NFL to start off, can I just say Dak Prescott, Ooh. the poor yeah. Cowboys quarterback who now has feet facing both north and south after a horror injury in Monday's oh, game cool. against the Giants. To make matters worse. The poor guy is only on a single-year $42 million contract after turning down a $242 million five-year deal, which I guess he felt was beneath him. With his ability to scuttle like a crab now, will that help him in next year's pay negotiations? I certainly hope it will. Uh, yeah, I, I saw this uh, live. I was watching the game, and it was pretty brutal. He, he's got a compound um, ankle fracture. That's the one where the bone comes out of the skin, yeah, right? Yeah, I actually Ooh. saw it. When I they was were a, pointing two directions. I saw the. Well, photo. I thought I thought his foot had come out of the his shoe. No, oh. like I thought he just like, he slipped his shoe because he, he actually didn't like wince too much in pain because yeah. he's you know, a man. He's a real man. <laughs> he's a real man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his name is Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable yeah. name. Um, hi, what's your name? Dak Prescott. What's your name? Adam Adekibi. <laughs> <laughs> How come Dak Prescott sounds like he could be like a bounty hunter in Star Wars and my just sound like I could be a Jewish politician? <laughs> that, that is exactly what his name sounds like. Or a, or a porn star. Like, Dak? Yeah, yeah. Dak. yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I thought that he had just... His foot had just basically slipped out of his shoe, but... Just sitting there and it's like, no, I'm, that's his protruding ankle. It was pretty yeah. brutal. And uh, yeah, look, the way the NFL franchise tag works is that they don't fully understand it. But basically, a, a team can I think, franchise one person. It means they basically don't have to sign them to a new contract. They can give them lower money, less money. But this was the year after this, that was it. And this was the year Dak was playing at MVP level. He yeah. was oh, the he's highest amazing, scorer right? um, for the season so far. And uh, to have this happen in seasons over was 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 brutal, and, and he was in tears while he was being carted away. And uh, yeah, I think it's just one of those horrible, horrible things that you just don't want to watch twice when you when you see it on race. No, look, and I will say as a hopeful segue, two years ago, Washington quarterback Alex Smith suffered a horrific leg injury, and this week he got his first chance to return to the field after the starting quarterback Carl Allen went down in the second quarter with a nasty on-field knock. Now, Smith's whole family was there to see the return, and though he really didn't do much with it, throwing just 37 yards in a 30-10 defeat, it was great to see him back on the field two years after a massive injury. What they called back in the day a career-ending injury, he was back there this week, and that's fantastic to see. Nice NFL news, buddy. That's true. I mean, side note, that don't, they're all saying like Alex Smith isn't going to be what he was. And, uh, oh, no. He was, it was pan- lovely that he was, he was out pants there. out there, but you know, his family had an opportunity to see him on the field one more time. <laughs> Dad, you could be Alex Smith one day. And, and this is the kind of flip side to, you know, we've commented over the last few weeks about some of these like just intensely huge contracts that these big sports stars get. Yeah. But they get the big bucks, they also get the risk. Yeah, yeah they, uh, they're out there and it can just be gone. Well, I just think it was really nice of the Make a Wish Foundation to let Alex Smith have one more game. <laughs> 
honestly, the, the issue with, before they put the, him down for a busted leg, the, like the issue, like the thoroughbred he is. The issue with the issue with this whole NFL season, and I'm not complaining because you know I love my American football, but these guys have you not do. had proper practice. They didn't have any preseason games, and we are seeing some truly horrendous injuries yeah. happening to some absolute superstars of the game. It's like very, very uh, cumbersome to have the mask outside the helmet, the, the tucked in behind oh, the ears. So it's yeah, it's I don't want to go into it. Continue on. Yeah. <laughs> in the NRL, then, do you have any NFL uh, updates on that? No, any, that's fine. No, in the NRL, then, the Eels have said goodbye. To eleven players after their defeat by Tristan's hotly tipped Rabbitohs this my, weekend. They're my shoe in of the month. They are even against back. the Panthers this weekend. We'll find out after the game. <laughs> then, then you'll decide. <laughs> Not that they're all unemployed. I'm so divided because the Rabbitohs are like they win a game of it, but the Panthers were the minor premiers. I know. The I Pan- like both teams. Oh, they're hot out there, the Panthers. But I mean, I gotta go there. I mean, I, I live south of Sydney, so I kind of have to go for them. But. Uh, yeah, with the uh, the Eels saying goodbye to 11 players, they're not all unemployed, and I know that uh, Evans, for example, has signed up with the Warriors next season, and Uti Kamano has a deal with the Tigers, and Davies joining Manly on a two-year deal on Monday. What's but after Evans' su- first name? Uh, <laughs> Ch- Cherry, Cherry Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why do you yeah. why do you ask me this when we're continue, live? Continue. Why do you why do you do this? Because now, like you either it. have to edit all this out or you have to make me sound like a fucktard on the on the continue. radio. Oh, can I, I can I drop some racial slurs to make sure you edit this out? I believe that's the intention. Is to make it, right? I do right? my best here. You <laughs> made the guy that doesn't follow any sports the sports guy, and I do my best every week. <laughs> anyway. Alright. Anyway, after such a difficult year with COVID and all the restrictions, it seems a real kick in the dick for, can- for the Eels to can so many team members all at once. And the culling didn't end there. The Bulldogs dumped eight players. And uh, despite uh, several change.org petitions... I'm pretty sure that all has to do with off-field antics. The Bulldogs? Well, you'd have to imagine. Well, no, Karen <laughs> Holland is retiring. Uh, so probably a little bit <laughs> early retirement. Yes, retiring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I will say the wooden spoon is the Broncos. They're only getting rid of one guy, uh, Darius Boyd, who's retiring Did after retire? injury. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh but he's the only one, and they came last of oh all. Oh my god! Oh, you know, you get one of those things where you're like, you feel like you've leapt forward a generation, as in like you're aging, 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 but you don't really notice it, and then you hear something and you go, oh fuck, that's Darius like, Boyd. Darius Boyd retiring, retiring, yeah. retiring through injury. I'm you like, remember him when he's a rookie. Yeah, no, I talked about him a couple of weeks ago. Remember, he wasn't he the one who had the gender reveal on the side. Yeah, yeah, kicked, yeah, the, yeah kicked the big, kicked, kicked, the kicked the pink yeah. ball. Right, I, I mean, I mean, you know, people can have a kid at any age, but retiring from the game is like I remember when he emerged yeah. clearly, and I, so I don't it's like I okay. remember when he emerged, but I know he's been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think you know he was he was a big deal when he was when he was coming up, right? I think so. He was a great player. Yeah, he was in Brisbane. <laughs> he, yeah, no, he, was, he was absolutely he was shit hot um, yeah. now uh, I will also add just quickly and this I found this one very interesting despite several change.org petitions the Raiders will not be allowed to cross into Queensland to see the, Ra- the Raiders fans this is to see the Raiders play against the Storm this weekend and this is due to the majority of them having already crossed into New South Wales to see them thrash the Roosters now apparently they will still be able to see the grand final should the Raiders make it through because that's in two weeks' time. Now, what are the rules here for Canberra, Queensland, Canberra, New South Wales? Apparently, it seems Canberrans can cross into New South Wales, come back, and then at a later date fly into Queensland. How come New South Wales isn't allowed to fly into Queensland? 
you know anything about this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so is there a Queensland Canberra bubble? Yeah, there is. Right, okay. But there's also a Canberra New South Wales bubble? Yeah. This all seems like no, no, balls up to me. Never a, Canberra, only for a little bit did ACT block itself out from New South Wales. But the, Queensland won't let New South Wales in. Queensland? But they will let Canberrans in. If they despite fly. Canberrans having visited New South Wales. Well, they have to, I think the idea is if, as long as you've back, been back in the ACT for more than 14 days. Oh, right, okay. I would imagine. Yes. So there's like a quarantine situation yes. going on. So, ba- so basically most of New South Wales is considered a hotspot by Queensland. And so if you've been to a hotspot in the last 14 days, that wipes you out. So if I want to go to Queensland, I just got to go visit Parliament for, you know, two weeks. For yep. two weeks. Yep. Maybe take in the, no. warm, the War Museum and the Questacom no. as well. You won't, but you won't be allowed I gotta to have the driver's license. Yeah. Oh, okay. I find that I just found it very interesting. Yeah. I, di- I didn't realize. To me, in my mind, Canberra is still kind of on New yeah. South Wales because yeah. they're right in the middle of it. Well, in my travel, in our very new travel section, we're going to review Canberra after my trip down there. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. I'm so looking forward to the new travel section. One thing I thought this podcast was missing was sections. Now, in the <laughs> AFL news, there's been a bit of controversy over the AFL putting. Wait, a I call- reviewed the NRL. Oh, you've got something to say, rabbits, please. Rabbits be the Ra- yeah, I know. Are you yeah, still the Raiders are you, are you, be the Roosters? Raiders yeah, are you still backing in the bunnies as the shoe in for the for, for winning the whole thing? Unless the Panthers win it, well, unless the Panthers or <laughs> Storm or even potentially the Raiders win it. Yeah. Again, it's amazing. I didn't think it was possible to sit on four fences at once. I did. <laughs> I did. It's like a T. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just right at the cross section. Right? Yeah, I'm just going to jump onto whatever. Problem. Actually, to be fair, I read the. And to be fair, I didn't actually read. I didn't watch the match, but. I did read that apparently the Eels blew it more than the Rabbitohs won it. Yeah. So, the but the Raiders... He's backing away from the Bunnies. Look at him. Yeah, I think Look the Panthers him. are going to get up. Yep. If that's my prediction. And I Mate, as long as they only get up by up to six points, I'm fine with it. And the, Ra- and the, and the, and the, and the Raiders upset the Roosters, but I think the Storm's probably going to beat the Raiders. I'm, I'm just picturing Tristan's mind as that moment in The Simpsons where they're standing arm in arm at the join of all the states. Yeah. And it's like, can, uh, we, can, yeah. can we leave yet? No. No. That's right. At least one more week. That's yeah. right. Can we pick a state yet? No. No. Wait, wait till <laughs> next week. <laughs> now, in the AFL, there's been a bit of controversy of the AFL putting out a call for dancers to come and perform at the grand final, all for the princely payment of good exposure. Now, like any band, Graphic artist or web developer will tell you there's always some prick out there asking you to hand over your talent for free in the knowledge that it'll be great for your <laughs> portfolio. And now the AFL is doing the same here, putting a call out for dancers, any dancers, over the age of 15 to be part of the grand final show, but without pay. And with dancers and others in performing arts having lost basically everything due to corona this year, asking them to perform for free Sounds like a really prick move. And maybe you disagree. What do you think about paying people who work for you, Phil? You under- I understand you hate capitalism, right? <laughs> oh, you misunderstand. <laughs> uh, libertarians about freedom and all about the free market. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. But the, uh, the lefty streak says that there needs to be a social safety net under that. But let's not get into the depths of that. Uh, sorry, you, you said that they wanted to pay them in what exactly? Exposure. They're not gonna. They're not gonna give them any money. But there was a particular name of the exposure, and it just rang a bell in my head. Yeah, you. Uh, it would be great for their portfolio. No, no, it was the description before exposure. The princely payment of good exposure. Good exposure. There was some whatever the whatever the original word you used. Good. I'm like, oh, I remember. That was the name of the first porn movie I watched. Anyway, <laughs> it just, just <laughs> rang a bell. I was like, oh, high yeah, exposure. I don't interrupt Phil for that because Adam had it. Uh, Phil had it. See, 
The problem, listeners, is that Adam reads his notes and Phil had something to say then, and I wanted to interrupt Adam so that Phil could say I just, it. Oh, oh, I, I did want that, to wrap up my that, segment. That, given that it was just about mentioning your, what, your first porn movie... This is why we don't let him interrupt. Bad. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Well, now, hence why I didn't push it, Tristan. I'm sitting here going, "Oh, he has more to say on this. This is going to keep going. I'm going to back Shut away. up, Phil's got something. Go. Okay, never let Phil talk. <laughs> Spot on. That's a good approach to the podcast in general, um, actually. Yeah, he tried the same thing on me two weeks ago when I mentioned the Raiders. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Hang on um, a second. Yeah. Okay. Raiders of the Lost What? Lost yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your AFL news? That's my AFL news. Uh, Geelong smashed Collingwood. They did. Yes. Um, so sorry, Eddie Maguire. Dude, it was all the favourites got up. So well, there was no, there was nothing particularly exciting about the week. Well, Eddie Maguire lost. Did they yeah. did they manage to get the sad face shot of him again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then yeah. In, in his in his board in his little yeah I'll have a little bit more of that. There you go. Yeah, sure. Um, in, in his like you know special you know booth oh you know, yeah. yeah yeah the Eddie booth the Eddie booth oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly his tears sustain me <laughs> the price is wrong bitch <laughs> the price is fucking wrong, wrong. Show, yeah it's yeah. not his show Whatever. but he was sitting and in his hot seat alright which <laughs> which, which you know it, it just goes to show because the magpie is actually one of my favourite animals despite its traumatising nature during springtime because they've got a lovely warble Oh, right. yeah, yeah. They've got a lovely warble. They're a they great a bird. Voice. Sure. But Eddie Maguire just overrides all of that. The magpie is or his favourite animal. Yeah. We're going to delve into that a little bit more. I would love to hear that. Yeah. Apparently, they've got a lovely warble, Tristan. <laughs> they do. <laughs> no, they do. They do. But, like, you know, uh, Adele has a lovely singing voice, I'm sure, but I wouldn't call her one of my favourite performers. You but know? She also Like, she swoops them. She shits on them. She, she, she. If I'm if I'm riding my bicycle past Adele and she's performing, she'll, she'll come and attack my helmet. Wearing a helmet, you big nerd. <laughs> okay, I, okay, okay. You're the first person I know who's ever. I've never known anyone that appreciated magpie. magpie. I, I, okay, firstly, they're beautiful. Secondly, they warble beautifully. Thirdly, you're talking about them swooping them. I, I tell you what, somebody just comes wandering into my house with my child in the other oh, room. No, no, I'm going to swoop that cunt. Yeah. <laughs> this earth is our... Okay. Tony and Montana would do the same. 100%. <laughs> swoop. <laughs> and, then, and then, fourthly, my favourite uh, stubby holder of all time is a picture of a magpie up close with a joint hanging out of its beak. And it just says, smoking blunts and swooping cunts. I can understand now why <laughs> you would like magpies. <laughs> I had to build to that. Because otherwise you'd just animal. be distracted by the most important bit. Because they are smoking blunts. I thought it was all about the warble and it's all about the stubby holder. <laughs> What's the, who is the rugby league team, the magpies? There was a rugby league yeah, team. Yeah, the West. West. Western Sydney magpies. That's right. Yeah. God. That was, that was, that was a while ago. Well, they've still got the West Club in Ashfield. Yeah, the big one on the, the main big road. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just a just a pokey room now, really. It's a four level pokey room. <laughs> in fairness, that's all it ever was. The, point, the whole point of a rugby, a rugby league team's success 
is when it's got enough licenses for Pokemon. Yeah, 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 it right. doesn't even need the team anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're making more money than they ever have in their entire yeah. life. Just, just wait, just wait. At some point, a rugby team's just going to field a lineup of Pokemon. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's right. It's like, but doesn't the club have a kitchen? It's like you can Uber eat something, mate. No. We just but squeeze but more machines. They've got that artificial intelligence blackjack dealer in the roulette wheel. <laughs> um. <laughs> Positive also spin to this whole conversation. I've never heard the word warble before, so that's great. Oh, warble. Yeah. yeah no, nah, never heard it. Oh. What was that? Right. No, was that my baby monitor? No, no, no it's fine. fine. We're fine. I don't know. I can okay, so. Um, yeah, and then, then another team won. Who was it? Long Richmond. Yes, Richmond won. Richmond beat. Uh, the other guys. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> what All a right. match. <laughs> Let's not get into another animal talk. <laughs> Tigers. I do love tigers. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a lovely warble to them. That's right. Oh, interesting That's right. And also maul you when you go into their house. Yeah. Yeah. Having swooped with them. The magpies and the tigers were the teams, NRL teams, that merged together. And they became the, they became the West Tigers. Oh. There yeah. you go. Well, you remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, West. West. Yeah, West yeah, yeah. Balmain Tigers and the West. Yeah, of course. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and in other animal based news, yeah. let's hear from our koala correspondent. <laughs> In the basketball, then, <laughs> the Lakers have done it. LeBron winning his fifth NBA title. LA has overcome the Miami Heat. Fourth. He went fourth NBA title. Actually, his fifth. Fourth. No, he already had four. He had... No, this was his fourth. This was his fifth. Fourth. Google it. You continue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four games to two with James himself wrapping up proceedings with a triple-double. Uh, 28 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 assists. With finals MVP all stitched up. I knew the kid was good when I first heard about him three weeks ago on this podcast. And let me just share one stat with you guys. There have been 57 NBA finals games played over the past decade. LeBron James has played in 51 of the 57. That's pretty amazing. That is unbelievable. How LeBron James' fourth NBA title impacts the Michael Jordan debate. Yeah, was that from a year ago? No, it's one day ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, still, he's won... Look, my, my, my fat fingers obviously pressed the wrong key when I was typing this out last night after 14 he's gins. he's lost six. So he's actually still won. He's still... He's lost more than he's won. He's lost more championships than he's won. What a loser. A big cockroach on there. Really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, and that's the manliest thing any of us did all week. <laughs> so, listeners, just to translate, is that Adam just backhanded a cockroach clear off the couch and then just the went in and then he just this went in like a magpie and swooped that down <laughs> this is Sydney summer my friend he just swooped <laughs> fucking hell see the size of that, that thing that was huge that actually holy that shit. actually had that was that was like a miniature it had rack. talons yeah that was disgusting there's a uh, there's I would have rather a mouse you know, be crawling like, across what what, what? What food what gives, is there? What gives him the balls to go up on the couch and be in our space? Bold. It was bold. It was a bold move. Yep. yep, and the size of this thing. There's an episode of How I Met Your Mother oh, where they have the cockamouse. Oh, yeah, I remember the cockamouse. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that, that was as close as I've seen in Australia to a cockamouse. It, re- it had like this cocky elevated walk. Uh, elevated walk, it. yes. Yeah. Which just, he knew just he made doing. it more backhandable. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> One boy. of the best backhands I've seen. Back. That was great. Like, no, <laughs> no hesitation there. I'm, yeah. I'm going to tune into that when I'm playing tennis yeah. next week. 
Don't think for a second that's because we get 50 million of those pricks here every night. Do you reckon LeBron James does that when he sees a cockroach? He just hands and... No, I reckon he moves house and he burns the old one to the ground. You know if he's afraid of cockroaches? Yes. No, no. I I used to be. I used to be until I moved into this house and we get inundated with them. I don't think that's a fear response. I think that's just what all of us would do if we could continually afford a new house. Just move. Yeah. Yeah, Cockroach comes in, you're like, well, this place is done. My bedroom's dirty. Go buy me a new one. <laughs> it's real. It's, it's fuck you, Cash. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, well done to the Lakers. They went to heat. Um, yeah, and now the debate is on again. Is who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Yeah. Do you want any cricket news? Do I? All right. Now, this is. <laughs> I found this a little bit interesting. Man catting. Have you ever heard about it? No. Yeah, okay. It was named after legendary Indian bowler Vinu Mancad. Mancadding is a method of run out where the bowler dismisses a non-striker by hitting the bails before bowling when the when the striker is already outside the crease. So he's already started to make oh, yeah, a move. And then yeah, you yeah, tap yeah. him out. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're out. You're mancatted. So yeah. it's a p- totally legal dismissal. Perfectly yeah, fine within the rules. Yeah. However, it's considered against the spirit of the game. Now, I'm one of those people that thinks if it's in the rules, you should be able to do it. Fuck the spirit of the game. If you want to bowl underarm for that for the last run, whatever, you know. Totally so this fine is very much a DeChambeau kind of situation. It's very much the same. Very thing. much so. Yeah. 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 Now, this, is in the, this has been <laughs> in the news. Except, except now we realise... I, I love he's trying to like, make PGA <laughs> yeah. references. And yet he'll give me shit when I move on with the golf <laughs> in the next segment. <laughs> hey, hey, let's be clear. I don't want to hear about the golf, but DeChambeau's got my <laughs> he's eye. He's found a scapegoat. But I just realised DeChambeau's actually just man-catting. Because man-catting... He started it. He started it. Yeah. So DeChambeau is just a just a hollow shell of a man. In in many ways, he copied his. Well, this is okay. This has been in the news lately because Ricky Ponting has personally come out and said he's completely against the practice, and that now he's the coach of the New Delhi Capitals, who just fucking love a mad cat. He's facing a bit of pressure on his team to train them out of this behavior. Now I wonder, have you guys have you ever heard of this before? I, I, I think I, I think I kind of had it, it, it was kind of used to be at the time I'm like I remember when they were talking about that because it's like unsportsmanly to like knock someone out when they're it's like ah oh, fuck it if they're gonna try and steal some some uh, some yards and start running early and they get bowled out earlier it's just so, so shit it's, it. sa- it's the same as someone trying to like steal for third yeah. and they get th- uh, pitched out like well you shouldn't have tried to steal for third it's not against the spirit of the game. Yeah, and, and much as I want to go down the smart-ass angle, as I usually do, sort of taking that, that argument seriously for a yeah. moment and bringing it across to soccer, you're welcome, Adzo. Oh, come on. Is, is, sweet segue, my friend. This is, this is one of the things that's the debate around diving, right? So you, you look to South America and they're like, it's just gamesmanship. Part I'm of the just game. Push it, pushing the rules of the game to the very edge of it. Yeah. And yet there's something just so... Ugh, about... I hate you know, it. Simulation of injury and diving off. and all that sort yeah. of stuff. It's like... And you can genuinely say, oh, that's that's actually ruining the game, right? Like, yeah. if, you, if you've got a lot of diving going on in a game, yeah. you're like, what am I doing here? Why am I in this stadium? Like, what's happening here? So there is sort of bandwidth, I think, for spirit of the game discussions, even though in this case it sounds like, you know, a bunch of sort of outraged, posh Englishmen drinking their tea around a thing going, oh, I don't think that's <laughs> quite proper. Um, it does sound like this is one of those things that's like, yeah, it's pretty dickish and not really in the spirit of what we're trying to do here. Yeah, it's dickish, but you know what is also dickish? Starting your run to the to the opposite side of the crease before the bowler's bowl is ball. Like, 
Maybe yeah, maybe maybe you that. shouldn't be doing that. Maybe you should be playing in the rules. Spirit yeah. of the game. You know what? Maybe I won't start my run until the ball's already yeah. left the dude's hand. And and I wonder too if perhaps really the essence of where you want to draw the line on this is down to does it ruin the spectacle? Because like man cutting doesn't sound like it would ruin the spectacle, whereas no. diving in football does. It, it does. does. It yeah. stops the game, stops the flow, yes. the momentum, and everyone's gonna sit there going, Oh for God's sake, he's done it again. Yes. Yeah. Whereas man cutting, like, hey, he got that I prick agree out with you, Adam. Like I think at the end of the day, if you don't if they don't have that rule, then what's to stop the batter just standing up the other end of yeah, the Yeah, like three quarters of the way down, going, Well, I'm almost there now. It's one. How so, dare you knock the bales on? Exactly. Yeah. So I think I think at the end of the day, there's a bit of a debate with the NFL, like with especially without the crowd noise, like quarterbacks doing hard counts to try and draw the other team offside. So yeah, they, yeah. You know, they're mm. actually hiking the ball. At the end of the day, the rules are the rules, and if you yeah. can, if you, to a degree, if, if if yeah, I agree. If you can get it, if you're bullshitting, it's one thing. Yeah. But if you're, um, which is basically lying, whereas this is just like. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, 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 if you're fucking off before the other guy's fucking. Yes. Yeah. Fucked. I, 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 I look at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I guess. You're really passionate about this one, obviously. Uh, listen, I've been man. Man catting like a son of a bitch yeah. for a long time. So I. I, I do um, compare it very much to trying to steal for second, steal for third, because it's exactly it, the same. Did you say it was the New Delhi. Yeah, Capitals. The New Delhi Capitals have been doing it for years. Yeah. We know it. We've seen it. We've commented on this podcast. Well, before. not for you, because I've only just changed the name to the Capitals. They were previously the New Delhi Devils. Yeah, but I was going to say the New Delhi Devils. Yeah, you remember them back yeah. in the Devils days. That, <laughs> yes. I was going to say, that sounds a bit wrong. Um, are, yeah. they, are they as good as the Mumbai... Rascals, yes. Rascals, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's time for a... Uh, <laughs> the Mumbai Rascals. It's time for a dedicated IPL segment, clearly. Haunting <laughs> watch. Dude, for a while there, you couldn't bet on anything in this fucking world except Indian cricket. <laughs> Didn't we go to the IPL in India? Uh, we, we went to a park in India where some people were playing cricket. But I, I, think I, don't, I don't think that was the IPL. <laughs> the fact they're all wearing different coloured t-shirts was the giveaway. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, the and the fact that there was a million people there watching was just... You know, it's India. Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah, the passes by. We had a big game, that just, just. And just quickly, in the golf, by now you'll all know that Martin Lard won the Shriners this week. But more importantly, my boy Brooks Kepka is back after two months to play in the CJ this week. We'll all be watching out for him. We will be a cup that's usually played in South Korea. They've been playing in Las Vegas because of this whole. I don't know if there's a pandemic going on at the moment. Yeah, but somehow South Koreans are still playing because I've got my money on Sunjay Im this week. in America. Ah, yeah. okay. Well, that makes sense. And that's uh, sports. That is sports. Oh, well, hang on. What about you? Yeah, that's nice. sports. <laughs> that's sports. All right, moving on. All right, nice, so, nice try, Adam. So uh, you'll be pleased to know we can keep the uh, the soccer segment fairly short on this occasion because the Premier League was off this weekend. You're going to mention the local yep. Australian Premier League? So, yeah. The Rockdale team, my local team, I, I just picked up the local paper and as I was throwing it into the recycle Amazing. bin, yep. I noticed that the, rest, <laughs> the Rockdale football club had actually won the local premiership this year for the nice. first time in 50 years well i would actually like for you to tell us everything about how that game unfolded well i mean all i did was i took the rubber band off the paper which i yes. can still use to like you know wrap up things in the Understood. kitchen Understood. and then launched it into the recycling but Understood. as i did i saw the words rockdale first time in 50 years and a picture of a guy holding a soccer like, I, I know i've already said this but new segment idea things adam read while throwing the local paper in the bin <laughs> <laughs> Which is brilliant. So, no, just in case you weren't about to cover it, I just wanted to get that out no, there they first. Beat the, they beat the 2-1 victory against the North Shore Mariners. Absolutely did. 
Oh, take that, the, the, take that North Shore yeah. elitist. Take that Central Coast. <laughs> Someone's stolen your favours of the Mariners. The Mariners, I know. Yeah. The Rockdale Rascals really deserve this win. <laughs> it was goals to Omari Goffia and fan favourite Alex Urosevsky. Oh, wasn't he great out there? Yeah. It's oh, oh, was this in Cogro or was this in New South Sydney? A goalskeeper from Sevsky. It was somewhere. Golski, <laughs> yeah. Australia. But probably because it wasn't a crowd to be there in the first place. But I think I saw them while I was walking the dog, just in the local oval. Yeah, well, good on you, Rockdale. But we've got to say, Rockdale, whatever their crowd was, it was more crowd than the Premier League had this weekend. Yes, yeah, because true. it wasn't on. True. Uh, oh. And so what no, we had in, in, instead was the UEFA Nations League, a uh, tournament that sort of decides some things, sort of doesn't. Um, and everybody was asking themselves, why are we playing this during a pandemic? This is just making things worse as people shuttled around Europe. But a couple of highlights from that one. Um, so my my personal favourite was um, Germany stepping up for a hot streak of one whole victory <laughs> since the founding of the Nations League not that long ago. So Germany, after their World Cup win, have been in absolute dog shit form yeah, and have not won a game in six and finally got up with a, with an epic 2-1 victory over Love lucky it. Ukraine um, and our England of course getting well ahead of themselves in the lead up to a tournament as they do well they feel like they, they sort of know the sport that's exactly that's right like, that's the thing about England you think they know the sport <laughs> they know how to play that's right it's their game that they haven't won since the 60s and uh <laughs> And so they beat Belgium 2-1 and, and everybody's tooting some trumpets around this at the moment because Belgium are currently ranked number one in the world by FIFA. Belgium? Now, they, haven't, they haven't won anything. They haven't really done anything. But for some reason, the coefficient has spat them team? up as number yeah, one. big one. So, so I think of Belgium, big I think one. like beer fest. You know, I think of guys in Lederhosen yep. holding... Two litre Steins. Yeah, but when you think about the Maybe players, playing some foosball. Yes. Think, about, think about all the famous Belgian soccer players that you know. <laughs> Too many to count. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, their, their right back is actually a waffle that was brought to life <laughs> by a mad scientist. Anyway, anyway. And it's a muscle pot. <laughs> And of course, their striker is a bureaucrat. Uh, <laughs> and something about no, I don't know. No, 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 no the Hague is in the Netherlands. Uh, you could go Bruges. That's in Brussels. Oh yeah, Bruges. Yep. Wait, yeah. In Bruges. In Bruges. Yep. In yep. Colin Farrell plays for them. That was a great movie. There we go. <laughs> a lot of headbutts. <laughs> anyway, clearly a little low on soccer material, but it would be remiss of me not to raise the uh, while England were playing Belgium, two great plans came together. Were, were released in terms of what the future of the Premier League might look like. The first of which was pay-per-view games at 15 quid a pop. What? So basically 30 Australian dollars per game to watch a game pay-per-view on TV. Home, on TV. Get out. Uh, this is for the Premier League, no? This oh, is for okay. the Premier League. Um, and uh, so 15 quid. And as was beautifully articulated on one of the football podcasts I listened to, they're like, this is what happens when you put 20 millionaires in a room and ask them what we should do next. Uh-huh. Like 15 quid, that's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's we should we should charge that per game. What is that? Oh, it's only double a monthly Netflix subscription yeah, per game. Yeah. You do put it that way. Um, and the other one was the leaking of Project Big Picture. 
Ooh, which is project big picture uh, so basically to, to give you the context of the background on this is that the football league in England is the deepest in the world so essentially the professional football league goes four leagues deep so you've got the Premier League the Championship League 1 League 2 cool. uh, clubs are hemorrhaging cash because once mm. you go past the Premier League it's not about TV rights so much anymore it's about crowd attendance yeah, yeah. and so there's clubs that are looking like they're going to fold there's real worrying stuff and everybody's looking to the premier league clubs that make all the money and if anything like from tv rights are doing even better in the age of covid and saying what are you going to do to help out the league below you and so the top six in the premier league have basically come in and gone well i'll tell you what let's bail out the entire football league but all you have to do in response is to hand all power of every decision about the football league forever to us wow so it's like, oh, we'll bail you out now, but we're just going to fuck you forever, forever from this point forward. Like, yeah, indefinitely. And the most hilarious part of this thing is this little game that they play. It's the top six teams teams in the English Premier League. And it's, it's not even the current top six, but it's the top six in terms of their mm-hmm. size. And then they've gone, but we'll also add the three below, which is West Ham, Southampton and Everton. Yeah. And uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, because those guys have been in the Premier League for a long time. So we'll include them mm. in this cabal that can make that can basically veto and make all decisions. But we only need two-thirds of the nine of us to make a decision. <laughs> so, funnily enough, what's two-thirds of nine? Six. 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 Okay. Yeah. So it's just bullshit. It's yeah, all bullshit. Yeah. So is okay. it going to happen? Uh, doubtful. Okay. Doubtful. <laughs> but what it is going to create is this war because... Um, the bottom half of the Premier League isn't going to want this, yeah. but the rest of the Football League needs a bailout, so yeah. they're going to want it. Okay. And so there's going to be a big back and forth about this um, going forward. I wouldn't think I wouldn't okay. think it'll get through as is, um, but this is you know once again when you look at these leagues, it's a grab for power by the biggest teams, so I they can like once again skew everything in their favour, and it just becomes less competitive. Next week, I want to review on what's happening in the African. Soccer league. Okay. That's what I want. Yep. That's because, that's Phil's job. Yep. That's your job because you can talk about grabbing power. Yeah. Surely. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Like nice. The Nairobi nice. rascals. <laughs> really <laughs> making a play here. But but like going going to the seriousness for a moment. Like the problem that's happening in European football is the continual concentration of power in one direction that's making tournaments more and more dull. The Premier yeah. League is the one exception because there's so much money in some of these top teams that different ones push through. But Juventus have won the Italian League like nine seasons in a row. Bayern have won the German League like nine seasons in yeah. a row. Spain, it's been, I think, about eight seasons since Atleti broke through. After that, it's just Real and Barca. Mm. And so it's just becoming increasingly dull. And so how do you boys feel about a salary cap as a competition mechanism versus just, well, at the end of the day, it's the free market? Well, like, the NFL yeah. has a salary cap. I mean, they put, I mean, you know... Half a billion dollars. <laughs> I only made half a billion dollars. Yeah. Well, yeah, interesting so. on yeah, that. Is, it does a salary cap mean anything if it's six trillion dollars? Exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, Dak, it's all relevant, right? <laughs> Dak Prescott was looking down the barrel of two hundred and forty. Okay, this is Australian dollars. Two hundred forty-two million dollars for five years. Yeah. So he was he was up there. Well, so, but this is crazy. Are they talking about this? This isn't just a, a one-off. This guy's some kind of genius athletic god. It's like well, that's kind of the going rate now. It's about half a billion dollars for ten years. Yeah, yeah. That's about yeah. what you what they're worth. Yeah, Half a that, billion dollars. Yeah, they're all they're, 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 some of these NFL players. Are, I guess Mahomes yeah. is the highest but, paying athlete in the world. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, fundamentally, so, the argument 
like that the, the NFL's crazy, right? But the argument is that you either constrain it so that teams can't just get so far out in front that there is no competition, or you don't constrain it and you say, well, at the end of the day, like in A League terms, it's like, well, Victory has thirty thousand fans, Brisbane has ten, so like. If you can get the resources behind 30,000 fans, you should be able to do that. It's a hard question. It is tough. I don't know what... I actually don't know what the response is. I, yeah. I see both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like the idea of... You know, I like I like the like the NBA, the way they do it in the NBA. You know, they, it, you do have an opportunity to rebuild uh, and start yeah. fresh and all that kind of stuff. Whereas, yeah, listen, the Premier League... Uh, the reason why I've probably turned off the Premier League for a while is because it's always... Except that freakish season by Leicester, like yeah. there's always like one of those teams. It's never yeah. like if you think about the NRL, it's been you know we've had well obviously the Roosters have had a good thing with the Storm, but like you know yeah. the, the 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 Sharks were in there, the Bunnies were in there, yeah. you know any team you don't just feel any team like the Panthers could win it this year, yeah. AFL too. There are obviously times when you have like I would say not dynasties, but obviously many runs of just solid teams. Yeah, but you know. Anyway, like, but it's I more down to that team being really well run, right? That's exactly. why that's why Sydney's been killing it for and, the last and it's few years. Money doesn't necessarily buy a championship. Yeah. The team's Un- got to gel until the gap is so big, right? Yeah. So it's it's just putting a bit of constraint around it. But anyway, we, we we move on. But I just thought that's um it's I'll very relevant to what's going on. Doesn't he? Yeah, it's. I'm talking about man catting of a bullshit, and he gets here comes Phil. And I'm like, let, let me talk about uh, like free market economics versus versus yeah, constraint yeah. support. And how, to get the, and how and how we get the balance. Phil right? just wants to talk about free free market. Like, can I can I read my two sentences about the PGA? And like, oh man, Adam, really? Yeah. But this no, is, we're this running is, out of time, bro. That's it. That's it. I, and and I maintain that position. I maintain <laughs> that position. But this is this is the nuance. This, this is, is what matters nuance, to you, right? mate. I'm I'm a libertarian. People should be free, but also free markets on their own make right. terrible decisions. Let's moving move forward. on. No, moving forward. Yeah. Well, Moving new, up. Se- new segment alert. Oh, thank you. Feeling Phil's <laughs> Premier Filibuster. <laughs> Premier League Filibuster. Just give yeah, him five PPP minutes to rant about the Premier League. Okay. Yeah. Great. Done. Okay. All right. Can we dedicate a little bit of time to the Rockdale Rascals? It's always a Rockdale Rascals. Up well, there. they are in a form of Premier League, so I think I'll. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm going to learn, if I need a five-minute filibuster, I'm going to learn some circular breathing so there's no <laughs> gap like Adam does. In the Sydney Southeast <laughs> District Division 2. Yeah. All right. What are we doing now? Are we uh, drinking? Yeah? yeah. Drinking or gaming? Drinking? Drinking uh, first. Uh, I wouldn't mind a drink. If you don't yeah, drink. I smell your sweat on my Breakfast in Vegas on cocaine and gin. Alright, so we're drinking, we're drinking, we're drinking. What have we got today, Adzo? We have got ourselves here a White Claw Hard Seltzer. Now, we've talked about seltzers in the past. This one in particular is a <laughs> ruby grapefruit. It uh, is a sparkling water with alcohol and a hint of ruby grapefruit. I notice you've got two cans and there's three of us. Yeah, well, I've got four cans, but I don't think we're going to need all four. Yeah, fair call. So I'm just going to pour this, and you guys obviously you need. Look, this is completely clear. Yep. There's no, there's no mistaking this for a breezer. So we, so we have somehow ended up with white claw hard seltzer as as part of this, which is known on the internet 
quite renowned, in fact, for being the basic bitch of beverages. <laughs> so it's good that on a men's podcast, we're getting into the white claw. Well, yeah. Just exactly what uh, what the gentlemen want to get into. Well, I got to say, this is that there's only 95 calories per can. <laughs> it's uh, yep. gluten free. Yep, I do remember watching the Mad Men episode where they were working on a uh, on a diet beer, and they're like, oh, "This for the ladies." <laughs> Look, this this is the kind of drink that would knock Dan Draper's socks off. I'm Dan telling... Draper, is that Don Draper's brother? Or... <laughs> Dan Draper. He's yeah. a he's a white claw drinking, <laughs> drinking basic bitch Don Draper. Oh, shit. <laughs> he does his best. He doesn't he doesn't have a job yet, but he drinks a lot of white claw. Oh man! So basically, um, just listeners, doesn't he look fizzy? For any of you who aren't aware, we're basically drinking a meme at this point because yeah. white claw is a meme in the is states. It? It's been around in the states for ages. It's only just made it to Australian shores, um, but it's known. It is known as like the basic bitch beverage. Yeah, it says so, here uh, it's made without compromise, Phil. No so, compromise. You know, I saw. Riddle me this. Had, uh, maybe it was for this, which was. Just chicks. Yep. Talking about, a, I think it was a seltzer. Was it this one? It could be. And it was just then again talking about how it's good for you. It's a good drink and it's uh, gluten free. Yeah. Vegan. Yeah. Yep. Did it have a, yep. a, a shot of them dancing in bikinis in uh, in in waves? Definitely not. And was the tagline, "Honey, you've made it." <laughs> <laughs> when I want to have a beverage that doesn't compromise, I go for the white claw. It doesn't, compromise. it doesn't compromise. So that's the first thing that we know about White Claw. Okay, well, actually, the first thing that we know is it's from the States. Um, and it's taken some time to get to Australia. The second thing we know is that it doesn't compromise. It doesn't. The third thing that we know is it's a hard seltzer. We don't know what that is. But it's clear. It's completely, it's clear. completely clear. There's hardly a bubble in there. It smells like aspirin. It's, it's, it smells like an aspro clear. Yep. So I'm but expecting this is going to help me sleep tonight. It's not as fizzy. So um, mm. are we? Are we? Cheers, gentlemen. Let's. Yeah. Let's, cheers. 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 And let's, give, right. let's give this a bell. Let's give this a bell. I, mean, I feel like I'm drinking like a vodka soda, you know, type thing. But with a touch of a touch of a smack of grapefruit to it, you know. This is apparently crafted using only the finest flavors to deliver a surge of pure refreshment and a hard seltzer like no other. White Claw. Is the brand. So, okay. So here's the thing I have about a drink like this. What's its did I mention it was gluten-free? It did, and vegan. <laughs> what is its purpose? Now... And, <laughs> what is my purpose? And, and the you pass butter. Think about this. Let me get a little deep here. So this is a fairly bland... Yeah. And we all agree on that. Yeah. Uh, like... It's not like when you drink a wine, even if you drink a shit wine, even when you drink a Lambrusco, which we love, you know, we're, I love we're a Lambrusco podcast, well, right? yeah. When you drink a Lambrusco, yeah, look, it's a little on the uh, non-masculine side, but hey, it's Sweet and fizzy, but... Sweet, it's fizzy. It's lovely and red. Ref- very refreshing. Mm, yeah, hot summer day drink. And you're like, I'm drinking some Lambrusco, so it's kind of nice. This is like... It's not quite water. And yeah. so really the purpose of this is what? And Just only not quite. People, <laughs> I heard say, get chicks drunk. It's a little bit. That's kind of what I feel like it is. You're like. saying it's your legal rehypnol. I'm saying like the purpose of this, as much as it's like, uh, you know, healthy for you, the purpose of this is just to get people drunk without really feeling like they're drinking alcohol. Like yeah. if you could drink water yes. and say, oh, this is going to get me drunk. 
which is exactly the vibe I'm getting from this. But you know, so, so it's, I, okay, okay. What's the market here? It's low calorie and it's gluten free. It's it's looking. It's appealing to people. It's, it's appealing to people that are, are weight conscious, health conscious, and they just they still want to get a bit of a buzz on at the end of the night. So they're going straight to their white claw. They're saying, "No, I don't want any. You know, don't I don't want any white wine. I don't want any beer. I want something that I'm not going to regret in the morning. I'm not going to like drink five or six of these and then like dominate a chocolate cake. I just want to have something that I can like out there partying and, and show him I'm a good time, a good time kind of gal. Mm-hmm. And I'm going for my white claw. Is it just me or Bill. did he sound like he was reading from an ad script? I think this is our first hold my beer segment where maybe Adam's been paid off. I think we've been compromised. I think, yeah. I think I think that White Claw Seltzer doesn't compromise, but Adam does. And it was only a matter of time before one of us sold out, and the moment has come. I agree. Yes. This is such a bland drink. So, so the term, and this is from an earlier podcast, where Adam was talking about the fact that you were drinking something and it tasted a little bit like that thing had driven past you. So as in, this is what wild grapefruit or ruby grapefruit. It's like, it feels like I'm drinking a glass of water. Yes. Oh, the, it's, yeah, fruit it's, it's the lacroix. Yeah, that's it's it. It's the lacroix of alcoholic of beverages. beverages. Because I can just imagine that there's, a, drinking... ruby, there's a ruby <laughs> grapefruit in the fruit bowl near where I'm having the water, right? Yeah, I just yeah. tipped it from the sink. I'm in yeah. the kitchen. <laughs> I'm having a glass of water. Yes. I can smell a bit of ruby grapefruit while I'm drinking it. And that's basically the essence that I'm getting. So basically... I'm drinking water and it's going to get me boozed. So I realise I'm saying all of this critically, but now that I say it, it's actually exactly what I've always been looking for. (laughs) I'm going to ask you, do you you find it refreshing? (laughs) So in many ways. Is it hydrating? Is it refreshing? Is it something that you go, okay, I'm I'm not not enjoying this. That's right. But yeah, sure. I'm just out there on the beach. There's no complexity to it. Tristan's looking yeah. at us like, oh no, Phil's been compromised yes. as well. Do you guys both work for hard? You're never going to take a sip of these and go, oh, it's a bit oaky for me. Oh, it's a, it's a bit oily. Oh, it's a bit too wooden. No, you it's know, it's a bit too water for me. You know what you're getting into? It's water. Yeah. That if you drink too much of it, you end up throwing it all up. It's just, it's, it's really simple. Which, in fairness, could just describe water. Hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever done the water challenge, but uh, that Which is what why. happens. That's to drink an outrageous amount of water in quick succession until Haven't you people died doing that. Yeah, it sounds like you could die. Oh, I didn't. This was around the same era as the taser that I told you guys about. Oh, you got tased in the car. So oh, yeah. we, were, we were having a jackass phase. <laughs> I, I still stand here to this day, and, and 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 thankfully, you know, my disability impaired me in such a way that that made me podcastable. Well, there was there was a radio <laughs> challenge that got a bunch of people onto the radio, and it was actually like it was back when the Nintendo Wii was becoming popular, oh, yeah. yep. and they had a segment called "Hold Your Wii for a Wii," and they just punched water into these people like glass after glass after glass. You had to keep you had to drink like a glass of water every five minutes, and the first person, like the last person to tap out and have to go to the bathroom, won a Nintendo Wii. Fantastic promotion, right? Except the chick died. Because she just she oh she had too much water and it blew out all of her electrolytes and everything and she 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 died. It's tragic, but sounds funny is very dangerous. <laughs> very dangerous, and maybe that's maybe we're saying that white claw has the same level of toxicity to it. You think you're just having a nice glass of something or other, but in fact you're risking your life and the life of your friends by bringing it to a party. <laughs> so this is a death trick, is what you're saying. <laughs> is there anything more manly than that? Yep. Risking your life to have a nice beverage 
at Look, the end and, of an afternoon. And all jokes aside, I do feel it's it's been very manly in the sense that uh, a man will try anything, even the beverage of basic bitches. Yeah, you know what? I've got to say, I've almost finished mine. <laughs> like, I've almost finished mine. I don't even know what I've drunk. Exactly. And, and Tristan just has a look on his face that makes me want to give him some no, runway. I had, I, had a, I had a positive spin on this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. want to give you some runway because I'm seeing there's so much thoughtful accumulation going on in this space. This is a good moment for me because it makes me feel like more of a man because I think I'd prefer to have a beer. Oh, that's, that's oh, nice. Because sometimes you have, you know, a West Coast cooler or a Bacardi breezer or yeah. a, a lemon brusky. Yeah. You go, oh, this is this is really nice. Missouri Splice. Yeah, I'll have one of those over a beer any day of the week. Yeah. And you have this and you go like, no, 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 no. This is nah. too, yes. like, there's no, like, sometimes I don't enjoy the beers that I'm given. And I go, oh, well, maybe I should. It's a, you know, super IPA or something like that. Like, yeah, I really, yeah. really like this. I don't, but now I'm probably like, I'm probably going to go IPA over this right now because at least it's something. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. Nothing. There's nothing to this, is yes. there? You drink it and you go, well, that was a thing, but oh. it wasn't. You, you're never going to like tell anybody, oh, you wouldn't believe I what I had there. It's a thing. Yeah. I, I completely see the scenario. You're sitting down at the restaurant with your partner. She orders the West Coast cooler. You, As you, you, order, you order the, the you restaurant. Order, you order the triple IPA. Yeah, the restaurants I go to. Yeah. You order the triple IPA. I can mate, I grew up on Bribey Island again. It's like the main beverage. Um, you order the triple IPA and you have a little sip of the West Coast cooler and you're like, deep Oof. down inside, actually, I wish I'd ordered that. A little jealous. Whereas with this, you're not yeah. gonna have that issue. What is a West Coast cooler? Is it wine? It's got a wine cooler. Yeah, it's wine cooler, it's got it's a about, carbonated. It's about two and a half percent. It's just, it's basically a, a really fruity wine-based drink. Let's, let's put this into, into, into your terms a little bit more, Tristan. So you Please. sit down at the restaurant yeah. and your partner orders a Bacardi breezer and you get the triple IPA. You have a little sip of the breezer and you're like, actually, this delicious sugary beverage would be pretty damn good right now, good. but I don't want to admit it. Yeah. I don't want to admit it. So I 100% see what you're saying about this yeah. is that nobody is going to take a sip of this when your partner gets it and be like, damn, I should have gotten a different beverage. Yeah, you know what? That's actually no a chance. point. Like... That was always a shitty thing. So, okay. So, that, that was always a shitty thing when, you know, when you were younger and you were at the bars and stuff like that. And I, sometimes I just wanted like a... Yeah. And the Dory you know, Splice. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I would do the other like, <laughs> I'll get the drinks and like, hey guys, what do you want? Like, the guys would be like, oh, I'll just get two is new. Two is new, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The girl's like, mm, I'm going to fuck a cranberry. Um, yeah, I think I'll get a Bacardi Breezer. And I'd be like... Mm, yeah. Remember vodka, lemon, limes? Remember, wasn't that a thing? Everyone was ordering well, those. healthy. Well, it was vodka and it was like solo and lime. And it's like, oh, God, this is so tasty. Oh, vodka. So vodka, yeah, lemon, lemon, lime, lime. Not lime yeah. and soda. Lime, lime and soda, soda kind of tastes a little bit like a <laughs> white claw. Yeah. But uh, the, vodka, the vodka, lime and soda comes in in the late 20s for women when the, when the calorie... Yeah, because it, it's, got, it's got a... It's very low calorie and it's, you know, very low taste. This yeah. kind of reminds me of that. Except instead <laughs> of a lime flavor carrying it, it's... Some it's the kind no of flavor. grapefruit. It's the no flavor carrying it. And uh, <laughs> I, I, it's funny, I, I, I said just now, I'm like, oh, yeah, in, in the late 20s, women go with the vodka lime and soda. Meanwhile, I, it, as you know, I'm on a keto diet, so I actually get the vodka <laughs> lime and soda on the reg. Nothing wrong um, with because that. I can have a drink and it's only, I think, 36 calories. Yeah. Well, that's even less that's than good. a white claw. So I would like to palm this off to the women, but apparently it's me as well. It's, uh, well, vodka lime and soda was always good because you felt like you were drinking lots of water at the yes. same time. Mm-hmm. You were hydrating while dehydrating. Yes, thanks to the soda. You actually, you drink as many as you want. Circular. Yeah. It's circular. You have one vodka, 
but you're having two parts water. That's right. So you were actually cleansing yourself while you were That's drinking right. them. Yeah, you, know, you were getting more sober. Yeah, more sober. <laughs> oh, jeez, like, guys, like, I had to drive in about 45 minutes. So I have six of these. So can you fill us up another Do glass, I need to, of, yeah? glass of water with... Uh, you're really complaining about something that I now have to go back to the fridge no, to get two no, no, more. No, 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 it's all good. This I'll is go. Fine. No, well, and, and and as much as we like to take the piss out of things, I do think above what what overrides that for all of us is a commitment to alcohol. Yeah, so, you know, it's, 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 I this agree. isn't, this I isn't agree. that great, but um, yes, I will have another. Have you ever had like a? a, 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 a I'm gonna go. <laughs> have you ever had like a flat sprite? That's what this is. This yeah. is what yeah. it tastes. It's like because it's not bubbly. No, it's not bubbly. It's not. It's you know. Yeah. It's very flat. There's yeah. a little bit of a tinge of bubble through. It's one of those light on the fizz so you can slam it down fast scenarios. It tastes like a sprite that's yeah kind of being driven past a grapefruit. That's it. And then someone, some prick shook it up like eight or nine times, yeah. and then put it down, and then it settled, and then you pour it in your glass, and this, this yeah. is this. So if you basically took that exact description and then. Took another fifty percent of flavor out. You'd be about where <laughs> right in the ballpark. Yeah, but then snuck some booze in. Oh yeah, of that's course. the thing. Like this is this is a complete loss here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's good. Yeah, did they, <laughs> they removed the key ingredient so they could slide some booze in there? Yeah. And if your objective was to hide booze, like the feeling mm. of drinking booze, they've done that successfully. This literally, yeah, yeah. Oh, like I drinking could, water. I could give this to my fourteen-year-old niece. Yeah, and she would be going, "Oh, this is fantastic." And yeah. does. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the Freak Man Podcast is not condoned underage drinking. Please gamble and drink responsibly. Gamble aware, doctor. The thing about this as well, is, which I'm not, seltzer is not an Australian word. That's an American no, it's word. Various. So now we're using the word seltzer like it's yeah, cool. It's a seltzer, but you know, I, I've heard of Alka-Zelta. That's about as zeltzery as I've ever yeah, gotten. Very different, right? Well, no, it's still. It's, I think seltzer just means fizzy, like fizzy yeah. water in the. That's US. what Americans say. Oh, the seltzer. Yeah, that's well, just we like soda water. That. Yeah, soda water. Yeah. It does yeah. kind of mean fizzy, and yet this is barely barely fizzy. fizzy. Yeah. Okay, so, so we'll say seltzer actually means fizzy but disappointing. Flat, <laughs> uh, yeah. but healthy. Healthy. Yeah. White claw hard disappointment. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> So key with the theme, is there anything you could see yourself drinking this to complement a food of any kind? Uh, or is it if you or as, well, give me a situation where you could conceivably salad. see yourself enjoying one of these? If the listeners could just see the look on Tristan's face while he said that, I was it was just it. It, was, it was just no, it's the, gone. The, the way you were describing salad and seltzer as a choice, it's like this is what I have to do. <laughs> Because it's my like low calorie day, and well, it was like, just it is my like it was angst and sadness. I, I will say, in my twenties, when I had my first mortgage, sometimes I would have uh, breakfast cereal for dinner. It's a common thing. Yep. Get a big bowl of just right. This is what I got. I, I got two bucks to spend on dinner. I'm going to have just right. But I'd always have enough of red wine, yeah. so I'd have like just right yeah. and a glass of red wine, and that always felt strange to me. But Alan. I will say that I, I still can't think of anything that I could pair this with. I can see myself pairing a, a nice Pinot Noir with a, a bowl of Just Right, with a, maybe a muesli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, what, what are the heavier, heavier <laughs> grains yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to enjoy with my nice light? Crisp, perhaps just under room temperature Pinot Noir. Yes. But I can't see myself at any point finding anything I could drink that would complement a, uh, a ruby grapefruit I white think it's, I think it's a more maybe ruby grapefruit. Wow. Maybe you just get a grapefruit. 
Oh, so maybe if you, if you if you poured some one of these on ice and then stuck like eight or nine slices of grapefruit in yes. there, that would be a turn into almost a punch. Yeah. Like you would you would have some flavor in there at that yeah. point. Um, yeah, and maybe also add some like I'll put it to a soda stream to actually give it some bubbles. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're really rethinking the entire strategy here so, by yeah. like core people. And this is the thing: it's not a it's not a food, but the thing the one thing I can genuinely see this thing paired with is a day at the beach. Because one of the things... because yeah, you could use it to wash the salt water and sand out of your mouth when you get out of the surf. You could, absolutely. Rinse and spit. But one of the things that I've always found a little bit counterintuitive about beers at the beach is that, like, it's sunny, it's wet, like, everything's going on, and the last thing I want to do is have something wheaty in yeah, my belly, okay. like beer. Yeah. Um, I love it, yeah. but at the same time, you get a couple of hours in, you're like, oh, this isn't really the place to be for, for, for smashing these beers. Whereas this, I, I could just be knocking back some cans of this nice and easy mm. while laying down at the beach. The problem is it's fizz, because then I was like, okay, how does this go to food? And it's like, well, a nice fish and chips at the beach. Oh. But you need a bit more fizz to I, cut I, through I the grease of the fish and chips. You know what, it would actually probably be nicer if it had some more fizz. Yeah, a bit yeah, of bubble. Great, a bit of bubble. Um, but yeah, I could say. I mean, maybe, maybe this is just a dud pack. Like I found. You it might big... have to no, because I think I've had a seltzer before and it was the same. I found it next to the dumpster at Dan Murphy's, and I was, I was driving <laughs> by. I thought, oh, here we go. Hold <laughs> my beer, sorted, boys. Yeah, no, I, I could see myself at the beach. Like, hey, Phil. Yeah, have you got that super grain <laughs> salad and seltzer? Yeah, man, got it right here. You want extra tofu with it? Yeah, got that. Um, what flavors have you got? Ruby grapefruit and mung bean. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, blood orange. And, and tofu and tofu yeah so I think it's a salad and a seltzer yeah okay yeah but like an afternoon salad <laughs> <laughs> not one of those morning well, pick me up salads uh, not an evening cereal not, either not, not... <laughs> <laughs> so look I don't I, I yeah if we're going to judge this as a drink uh, how many beards you know what I'm not going to lie to you I brought this here tonight hoping to reset the gauge so we now have Fair the enough. lowest possible vote. Yeah, well, I'm giving it a two. Oh, yeah. no, you can't do that. Why? I'm giving it a two. Oh, you can give it a two. Okay. Oh, Adam finally yeah. gets a chance to copy off it's of a two. It's a two-beer drink. I think it's an obvious one. It's a two-beer drink. It's I, not... I think two's actually fairly generous. Because I would never in a million years pay for this again. But if somebody at a beach, in a very <laughs> specific scenario, <laughs> you're at the one. beach... You've just come out of the surf after being dumped. You got yeah. a mouthful of sand and salt and and, and kelp, and like a, and someone hands me one of these. Like, oh, thank God! Oh, it's close. It's close enough to water that I can rinse my face off with it. And what is kelp but the salad of the sea? <laughs> yes. Uh, I've got a different sake for my scoring. Well, I, I, okay, I would. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, so I'm, I gave it a straight out too. I'm not changing that. You would have given it, let's call it... I'm dropping like it to a one and a half. No, you, it would be a one and a half. Yeah, here we go. But it ups it to a two for you because of its ability to wipe out the salt from your mouth. So that ups up its ability, its its scoring. Oh, I see. See, so it would have given me a You're one and a half. You're telling me how I feel. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. So I think without that ability to wipe out the kelp and the sand and stuff from your mouth, it would have been if a one If anyone among us needs to regularly wash out the filling of salt in their mouth, Tristan, it's probably you. Why? Because of what? You know. You talk about semen. Yes. When do I? That was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I didn't want to talk about it anymore. But if you want to now, sure. Maybe if it had a little white claw, it would have been more palatable. <laughs> I, think it, I think I did have some white claw. <laughs> um, 
yeah, no, I, okay. So you've given it a one and a half. One I'm and giving half. it a two. Okay. Phil? Five beards out of five. No, Hold. you're not. Hold. Okay, yeah. Justification and rationalisation. Oh, wow. All right. There we go. I'm here. Right. I'm here. This is the, this is the highest mark. Let me let seen. me ask you boys a question. Please. What is the liquid on planet Earth that keeps us all alive? Uh, semen. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say blood. Yeah. So there's one liquid that keeps all of us alive. Yes. Uh, Our know. bodies are made. Ma- H2O. It's H2O. Yeah. Right. Our bodies are majority made of this. And that's what it is. And so I could have brought you a glass of water and saved twenty one dollars. And so in that, <laughs> yes, you could have. Um, so in that sense, water uh, is the true five beards out of five. It's the beverage. essence of wetness. Yes. And this is the closest thing to water we've had so far. Oh. Correct. So actually, sorry, let me revise that. It's a four point seven five beards out of five because wow. it's not water. Okay. But it's nearly right. there. So obviously, Phil's removed from the judging system from now. <laughs> possibly, possibly the podcast. <laughs> So okay, so okay, so I think the, I think Phil's, you guys are making that joke a lot. Phil's, <laughs> Phil's at the bar at like what? Okay, if we're giving water five out of five because it sustains life on Earth, okay, 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 that means you're that's the bar you're setting. So <laughs> closest drinks to five to, to water, you just go scaling down from there. So what would be a zero then? Oil? <laughs> or just a, a brick? No, no, that Korean yogurt drink. <laughs> I, I, I think mean, I get that all of your answers are rational ones, but that yogurt drink can go find itself. <laughs> I would rather a frosty schooner of crude oil than another glass of that Any fermented day. yogurt. <laughs> Honestly, it would be more palatable. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it would be more digestible. Oh god! All anyway, right. well, nice <laughs> one. All right, well, good one, Adzo. We've, yep. we've now had a seltzer. Just while we were doing that, I was I was looking up sort of seltzer ads on uh, the old uh, internet here, and there's a lot of like a little lot of like shit about um, the seltzer market and how it's sort of it's quite an interesting game. It's an interesting commercial game out there. But this is because this is a bigger thing. I think it's going to become bigger. It's it's the new Alka Pops without yeah, is, without a it? huge amount of sugar. Yeah. So you can see that definitely happening. Um, and and personally, you know, when when Adam brought this out, I did a quick Google because I know there's been a thousand memes, and the yeah. one that immediately jumped to mind for me is um, why Claw Hard Salsa is the vaping of drinking. It is the vaping of drinking. <laughs> so I, I brought some more out, everyone. And as Adam brings <laughs> out some more. Honestly, well, four point seven five out of yeah, five. Yeah, I say all of this. Top me up. Yeah, <laughs> top us up, boys. Uh, we all hate it, That's except right. I want some more. That's right. But nice um, but uh, yeah, I didn't understand that meme going in. I a hundred percent understand that meme now. Nice one, Phil. Nice one, Adzo. Yes. <laughs> Different, but I'm just like, well, I, the, here's the difference. I 
finally got I got some time to myself my wife had gone to bed my baby had gone to bed and I got to spend uh, about an hour and a half really getting to understand the nuances man and I, was, the... I was wondering about what was coming here so I finally got some time to myself the wife's gone to bed that's yeah. <laughs> right I'm like okay okay Righto. I don't know how this ties into Once video I'm taking game. care of business, I um I really got to spend a little time in the game. Yeah, yeah. Understand? Like I did the I did the solo mode. Understood the game. I put back into the the multiplayer mode. Got to play as like a team member and a saboteur. Really get to the bottom of it. Yeah. What did you think? Oh, I fucking hate it. <laughs> so shit. Uh, so shit. It's uh, so boring. And then people just like people people idiots are playing it's like, oh, I'm gonna randomly call a team meeting and they'll get together it's like, oh, I think Black's doing it. It's like what the hell are you talking okay, about? Let's quick so this game is a multiplayer, like online multiplayer game which you can play on a number of platforms. We were all playing I think on on our mobile phones. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't work very well. You take over no, it's horrible. And, and it's a two year old game that suddenly blew up. And it's suddenly become what about just some popular. big switch people like suddenly popularized it. But it it, it you effectively are a, are a character on a ship and you're with other people who are playing around the world and the aim of the game is to determine, so at the beginning of the game, someone, not necessarily you, but someone in, in your game is selected as a saboteur who's designed to go around and kill you. Or sabotage the shit, yeah. And it's secret as, Hitler on a mobile game. That's all it is. Have you ever is, played? I never played it, but okay. assuming that we have Same kind of thing. Same, same thing, same thing yeah, as Mafia it. or Secret Werewolf. You've yeah. heard, you've I've, heard. I've played Secret Hitler Yeah, exactly. Quite a bit. It's yeah, exactly yeah. the same thing. It's, it's the same thing without the joy of like messing with your friends. And it's also... The, the thing about Secret Hitler is you generally play it in a group of people that you know in a yes. situation not on a mobile phone where you just have to communicate through text. There's no feeling of uh, paranoia. There's no feeling of suspicion. There's no like acting out oh no it wasn't me it was that guy none of that it took all the good stuff away of one of those secret games and replaced it with a very banal very boring mobile game I don't get it Phil what are we not seeing uh, so um, and, and, and to, to elaborate on this certainly my experience of Among Us has been it's replaced a room full of friends um, sort of lying and betraying each other and all the joy that that comes with to a bunch of people from Vietnam speaking in Vietnamese <laughs> and typing in yes, Vietnamese. Yes, I got that a lot. Yes. Did you get I didn't get the foreign language. <laughs> yeah, you okay. guys picked just, the wrong no, server. I had an option where you can actually just choose English. Oh, was, yeah. oh okay. You see, I didn't find <laughs> I didn't find that option, but I'm just sitting there going, okay. But at least the color kind of thing was translating. So I went into this, um, and and I think it was Adam's suggestion that we all go and play this. And um, I was about 20 minutes in, and. And I was about ready to punch Adam in the throat, and uh, you know, and I and I played it a little bit more, and I played a little bit more because I'm like, okay, I should at least be the imposter. This was my. Oh yeah, like, I should at that. least see yeah. what it is to be the imposter, um, and that's the one, the one thing that I will give to this game is that being the imposter is fun. That's the only fun. You part. get that one in yeah. ten times, and it is a bit of fun because you're going around sort of stabbing people, and there's a. T- Tiny bit. It's not to the level of see, of actual secret Hitler where you're trying mm. to lie to your friends, right? And right to their face. Yeah, you know, and and you've got like people whose partners are there going, he never acts like this, but they could be Hitler, and all, <laughs> all of the intrigue that comes from that. None of that's there. But the the little games that you can play, like one thing I worked out because I did go down the rabbit hole with it a bit after that because I wanted to be the imposter again. So I just sort of go in and go out and come back in as the imposter, mm. and um, like getting to the point where it's like, oh, I've got it, like. You get one shot to 
direct everybody to vote for somebody else. Yeah. But if they do that and eject them and it's not them, they're coming for you. And so what you do is you sort of sneak around and stab and you just stay quiet for a while. And then when you're down to maybe the last four or five, you like point somebody out to get so them So did out. you stab people? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, I've won it. That's what yeah, I, yeah, that's but, what I but, but how do you do that without being like spotted or do you have to plan I, around? We have to go to the electrical room. Yeah, you just or... keep working your way around until you find one that's on their own and a bit tucked off so that yeah. they don't find the body. So you're working your way through. So I managed to get through the whole ship at one stage. Yeah. Um, and, and won the game. Um, and that was enjoyable, but then that was it. Like, there's nothing else beyond that. It's a bit fun being the imposter. Yeah. It's not that fun. Okay. There's a couple of, like, minor strategies you can play, but beyond that, it's kind of just chaos and you get knocked out or you don't get knocked out. So generally speaking, I found this game to be... Uh, 90% a waste of time um, <laughs> but um, I have to win anything so I, I won and then I put it down yeah I believe yeah. we've already spent too much time talking about this game we have we have <laughs> and I've, I've got a much better gaming update um, oh here and, we go and this is so I've been playing something and I'm uh, it's retro uh, oh uh, yeah there we go, there we go. So that's what did, I was waiting for what did you for. spend your three bucks this month uh-uh. <laughs> it's retro but it's not Oh. Crash Bandicoot 4. Oh, the new time. Crash is out. Yeah. New Crash came out. I got it on oh, release day. Wow. Very exciting to have like a platformer in that thing. Yeah. I had a quick check of the reviews before. When I was it. the last Crash out? When did Crash oh, 3? God, it was more than a decade ago. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah so, I saw that. I saw that. It's okay, so tell us. Because I don't, think, I don't think they even made a PS2 one. It was all PS1 and they did the, the trilogy. And well, you tell me the last Crash was PS1. Yeah. That's like 20 yeah, The, the years Insane ago, Trilogy. Yeah. It must have been even longer ago. So it's been a very, very long time. Shit. Um, and uh, the, I'm, about, I'm about a third of the way through it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, uh, I would describe it as um, delightful. Are there uh, any microtransactions? Delightful. Can you buy a new hat? No, no microtransactions. <laughs> no? <laughs> thus far. But I have unlocked some skins, but I do that by uh, actually playing the game. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what they've created and it's not actually Naughty Dog that's made it it's this it's a division of Activision called Toys for Bob which I've never heard of before Mm. but clearly Crash Bandicoot fans it's an homage that lives up to the originals and it was kind of nice to play like a platformer game that's been brought up to date it's visually like beautiful great they've done a really good job with it but it's truly a Crash Bandicoot game the same kind of levels where you're going along forward to forward it can like there's there's sequences that are really hard mm. um and you know it's got it, it's captured the tone it's captured the style it's captured the kind of just joyfulness of a, of a crash bandicoot game <laughs> i love the passion yeah yeah, yeah. the joyfulness is, like, it, is it like a mario sort of is it like yeah. a banjo kazooie so it's always it's yeah, it still be. no but those two like mario 64 and when banjo kazooie came through they're kind of 3d open roaming worlds. yeah yeah crash bandicoot's always a corridor or an along and it switches oh, between right. the okay. two and it's still that yeah but they've just you know really jazzed it up from a from a look and feel perspective and so is this like a groundbreaking game no not at all is this a great platformer that's a really beautiful homage to to a classic platforming game that also has added all of these great, you know, nice new elements because there's a time bending factor in it where you're yeah. phasing things in and out of time. Um, yeah, it's just fun. Do you think my six year old would like it? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, probably, I like the name. He'd probably be better at it than me. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, like the name, name because, well, it's clever. Crash Bandicoot. It's about time. 
it's about time because they haven't made one in a very long time. That's yes. great. So it works I feel, on two levels here. I feel like yeah. they started with the pun. Yeah. And then and they're like, like, how do we make a game that makes this pun a reality? Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we make this game that makes the pun a reality? So Let's like, not make it for 20 more years. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Well, it took them that long to figure yeah. out how to make the pun. Somebody give Jerry a check. Yeah. Uh, I saw, yeah, I did see this, uh, I saw the preview and uh, it did look fun. So that's good to know. I, I, might, uh, I might give it a shot. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. It's Is good it fun. And you kids will like it. on Switch. All of that. Uh, I'm afraid not. Okay. Yeah. All right, well. Luigi's Mansion 3 No, is. we're not even doing a Luigi's Mansion. I don't have a Luigi's Mansion update because I haven't been playing video games the last fortnight or so. But I will say, uh, I've seen recently that Mario World is opening spring 2021 in Japan in Universal Studios. That's amazing. Now, it's a real-life Mario World. There's a real-life Mario Kart to play. There's a Yoshi ride that's been announced. You get to play around with power... You get a power-up band that you put around your wrist... And you can use an app and go all the way around the park. You can find coin blocks that you can punch that will give you coins not only to your wrist account, but will go back to your Switch and give you coins there. Uh, and I got you compete with other people. And com- I got to say, you completely ruin your whole day at a theme park because that is the most contrived bullshit I've ever heard of. Sounds when, amazing. When I go to a theme park, I just want to go on rides, I want to eat shitty food, and I want to go watch the fireworks and go home. I do not want to go and say, oh, my app's telling me I now have to go to the northeast corner of the park and punch a coin block 18 times so I can stay, compete with Jerry from around the block. I don't want that. I just want to have a normal theme park like a normal person. I do love Mario. You know, I love Mario more than any of you two pricks, but I will not go to a theme park and pay money for entry and then spend my day holding an app in one hand and punching coin block with the other. Phil, thoughts? So firstly, um, I want us to clip him saying, I love Mario more than any of you pricks. Because that's the most passionate thing he's said on this podcast so far. Um, Do I agree with the sentiment that an augmented reality app game can go fuck itself? Yes. Um, do I think that ruins an otherwise theme park that allows me to actually do Mario Kart karting and go on a Yoshi ride? I'm not saying that that bit's and bad. To be in I the think Mushroom that bit's Kingdom. great. But I think the whole walk around, find the coin blocks, press the button bullshit is is. is but this money. is where my libertarian streak comes forward. Oh, Let people who want to do that do that. And I just won't. Like, it's okay I for want, it to exactly. exist. I want to do that. I think it all sounds amazing. And um, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Australia and good old. Captain Scott Morrison getting these Greenlands between yes. Australia and Japan. Yes. We have we'll said that Japan is probably yes. going to be one of the first yes. international yes. bubbles. Let's book it right now. Yes. I will and say, you know, this could be a, a, a great on-location podcast for us yeah. guys. Done. And, and I this, think the, the, the women would be okay with I that. I think she's alright, yeah. <laughs> and I don't get... Seven-month-old daughter. <laughs> and I don't get too serious too often on this podcast, but no, I, I can't... I, I've got to speak directly to the Australian government at this point. I cannot reiterate enough. <laughs> Get what Tristan is saying get this order done boys. get it done because I, I will not accept not being able to go there in spring of 2021 we also do the Mario Kart in the streets of Tokyo as well that's awful incredible I've seen them do it yeah. it's terrible they go about 5k's an hour everyone's honking their horns you know what you're on pause when was the last thing you're we on Japan? pause he's on pause he's on pause uh, the Freedman podcast turning Japanese yeah. you and me are going yes I will leave this guy behind. Cranky old man. That's right. Hi, I'm Adam. I don't like Mario. I don't want to do this. I can't grow hair. (laughs) (laughs) Really? It's true. He doesn't like Mario. (laughs) What's Mario's last name? Luigi. No. 
No, his last name is actually Mario. Boo! Mario Mario. It's Mario Mario. And his brother Luigi Mario. Is it? Yeah. Poor Luigi. Alright, fine, you win. I will say that uh, I watched the ad for it. It was fantastic. I saw it on YouTube. It was like, come to Universal Studios Japan. There's all these Japanese people. And then there's like an Italian plumber pops out of a pipe. It's like, hello, it's a me. I'm like, this doesn't feel Japanese. But yet, at the same time, it kind of does. It's the most Japanese thing ever. Do you remember the end of the 96... No, 2016, the end of... Rio oh, the Olympics. Tokyo Olympics? Remember, That's next year. Yeah, no, but remember that at the end of the Rio Olympics, they had the... They always do the closing ceremony and they always do the handover to the next... Oh, the 2016 event. Olympics. And do yeah. you remember the Prime Minister of Japan popped out of a... Uh, a pipe? pipe a Are you serious? Pipe on the centre stage of Rio. No, I hate the Olympics. You never saw that? No. Tell me more. Oh I'm my god, how okay. did I miss that? Did you not see that? No, that's amazing. Shinzo Abe. Yeah, the actual like, Prime Minister of Japan they had appeared in a thing, Mario pipe. And then that's in the centre stage, they had this like electronic green pipe and then this real pipe came out and then he like comes out of the pipe. So Japan's... And he was wearing like the Mario Japan's, hands, like, welcome to Japan okay, 2020. That's, that's fantastic. Right, we're watching this after this. Japan's yeah. primary image and icon as articulated in the Olympics is the Mario pipe. Exactly. I don't disagree with it for one second, exactly. but I'm glad they finally accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my news is, well, one among us sucked again. Um, good news, boys. Mm. Good news. Mm. Fall Guys season two dropped last week. It did. Yeah. Have your kids yep. played it? Have we they found the that. glitches yet? My son has, he's all he talks about is glitching. It's so funny. That's all he ever talks about anymore. But um, it dropped. It's pretty much like, the last one except they've just added it's all um, medieval themed uh, so they've added a few new courses and everything like all the costumes and stuff are now medieval mostly are medieval it's still themed. free right? still free yeah uh, I've got it free because it was you pay for something I think, else I think yeah I think you it's part of the Playstation yeah. Plus I think if you, exactly I think if you buy okay, it it yeah. costs like 29 bucks but how, how can you spend money on it use this costumes and things? Uh, you can if you want to buy extra coins you can do that but you get enough Okay. The, the end dropped. game for PlayStation is about PlayStation Plus memberships. That's yeah, right. Okay. Kids enjoying it, um, and yeah, look, it's fun. I've got my first crown of it last week, uh, yesterday, and uh, I'm beating six year olds again. So, well done, yeah, well done, you. mate. And and, and has I'm your so son proud spent of you, Tristan? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> has your son spent that crown on something absurd yet, or he does it? No, I told you. I, <laughs> I made a rule with him. I said to him, Listen here, you little shit. Him, Don't touch my power no, He's allowed to spend as many kudos, which is the coins, as he wants. Uh, but we have to be very selective when we decide if we're using our crowns. Because our crowns are very hard to get. So he's like, he understands that. We have to be we have to make sure we're making the right decision when we spend the crown. So like, yeah. honestly, lessons in fatherhood. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's you right. Need to the value you, of a when you have a rare resource, you have crowns. To, the crowns are the two dollar coins. The kudos are the five cent coins. I'm like, spend those as much as you want. Yeah. The two dollar coins, you hold those on, and we'll we'll yeah. find the. Good you might need there. a shopping cart at some point. That's one cheap father. <laughs> nice. No, a two dollar coin means a lot, son. All right. Well, I'm gonna end up video games now because I want you to watch the uh, Shinzo Abe. All right. Yes. Oh no! Open with the all right, fuckers. <laughs>
Alright, fuckers. <laughs> um, let's wrap up. I'm tired. We're a little drunk. We've had a little bit too much White Claw seltzer. You all, you all gave it so much shit. You know what? Here we are, drinking But that's it. my point with the White Claw seltzer. It's easy drinking. It's just to get drunk. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It's 1.4. Mm. In a very slim can. I'm driving home, Adam. No, you're not. Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> Just reminds me of maybe old Peter, Peter Griffin line where it's like, "Well, if I'm driving, I'm, I'm going to have to have a whole bus? bunch. Of, I'm, no, I'm going to have to take a whole bunch of drinks first because I'm very self-conscious about my driving." <laughs> okay. Is this one of those situations where I have to be very? Careful yeah, about you, recorded. and I'm like, oh, dude, I really care about you. Oh, so yeah. please message me when you get home. <laughs> Drive slowly. <laughs> Drive carefully. Let me know. Right, we'll have a little chill on the couch after this. I think. Yes. Uh, let's wrap up the show. Um, Phil, you've got a little Sydney news this week, don't you? I do. Oh, here we I go. Um, and something that I felt um, was only a matter of time because I feel these two things sit in the same category. And that is that... Seltzer um, and salad. Yeah, that's it. That's it. They go together like seltzer and salad, yeah. in fact. Yeah. And that is uh, COVID-19 and Ikea Tempe. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, no. latest outbreak... Yeah. That's outbreak, my local Ikea, by the way. Outbreak alert, ladies and gentlemen. There's yeah. been an Very outbreak that is linked to the filthy, filthy Ikea in Tempe. And uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I don't even know where to start about how hilarious this is to me. Um, the fact that you know, at the end of the day, it's just one of many diseases you would have to catch, I'm assuming, because, you know, when you go to Ikea, you can't just look at the thing you want to go and look at. You've got to go and look at all the other things. So presumably when people go there to get a dose of COVID-19, they also get a bit of rabies, they get a bit of everything else, you know, or at the very least, they're forced to look at those other diseases and consider them. Did Ikea touch Long you time. as a child? You've um, got a lot of hatred towards Ikea. I went to oh, yeah. I, I went to see a three piece uh, lounge suite, the Glomspiel, the Glomspiel. At, at IKEA, and I was actually quite swayed by the Corona, which they also had on display. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can yeah. see where this all started. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that is where it started. I mean, we're, <laughs> oh, lab in Wuhan. I don't think so. It's probably started in Sweden. Definitely. I mean, it's got a name that sounds like probably IKEA spread in those ball pits that they have at all the stores. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, saying? Like, hold on, they have a ball pit. Yeah. Every yeah, store. they do have a ball pit. Really? The kids yeah, love the kids. Them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's for kids. You yeah. drop the kids off in the ball pit. You go spend all your money on ludicrously overpriced. Honestly, all the best things in life. Pathetically put together. It's only for kids. Get out of here, sir. <laughs> have you been to <laughs> sidebar? I took my kids to uh, McDonald's yesterday. And which which one? Tempe. Kingsford. <laughs> and they play the, uh, the the play the McDonald's my play area. Oh yeah, and about these about four teenagers came in these girls. Oh, hey, they they, um, they played with my kids who obviously are young, and it was actually they actually played very sweetly and they, they obviously had a little bit, have had a bit of fun with the kids. But then they went out and ate their lunch, and of course they don't realize that once you. Um, start playing with young children. You show them a lot of attention. They then do the, the yours life. forever. Yeah, yeah. you've so got a life these, guy, these girls just want to have their their lunch. And these, <laughs> Your these kids, four uh-huh. three year olds, just kept coming out, yeah. playing with them, banging on the wall. And do that thing see. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was very funny. So to, to go back <laughs> McDonald's to friends. McDonald's <laughs> friends. Friend. To go back to COVID uh, at IKEA. Um, it is funny because it's it like I don't know. I don't even know what to make of it. It's like. Can, if you can think of anything, if you can think of anything that makes 
going to Ikea worse yep. is the idea that you could also contract a What have you brought against Ikea? Have you ever been there with your partner? I've been to the Ikea in Tempe with my partner. We walk out of there with a big box of those Dane chocolates. No. We get a hot dog each. No, no. Uh, Everything yeah. you see in this room right now, no. that TV cabinet, yeah. you know, where do you think I got that? Ikea in Tempe. No. There's way too many things in there to choose from. Yes. It's You get lost. Yes. You say... Oh, I'm I will say I do this. walk out of there about four or $500 over budget. You'll spend more money because yeah. you'll think, oh, I should get this. But I need more tea towels. You just... You don't agree with the things... Like, I know it's, like, it's very stereotypical to talk about fighting Ikea, but it's actually true. Yeah. You go in there, and now, with all this... And now you can also get covid that's right. So, <laughs> so traditional furniture shopping, it's like I walk into Super Amart. I'm like, what I came here to get was some bedside tables. That's yeah. all that I need. Okay, I'm going to go to the bedside table section. I'm going to buy some bedside tables and get the fuck out of here. Ikea's like, if you want your bedside tables, you must, must look happen. at everything that we sell on the way there. And then it's and like, can, must... can I just take this, this bedside table? No, 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 no. Yes. You have to go downstairs to the basement yes. and get it in a flat pack. And yes. find it. Yeah. Yeah. Find it. And it's, you, it's B4 column. It's like the now you see it. You remember that game now you see it? It's yes. like line four, position six, six Gloish Field flat pack. Gloish Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so you add all of that. And of course, you have about six arguments with your partner. And my ex-partner, yeah. who I was with for a very long time. Until um, you went to Ikea. Was one of those. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, was one of those people who has to look at everything. Oh, Everything God. that she goes past. Yeah, thankfully, so my wife going into like IKEA, shopping, you're talking so. about two, three hours yeah. minimum. Uh, yeah. And the one saving grace is the hot dog. It's like a saving grace. And but, the elderberry soft drink that you can't get anywhere else. Well, speaking of hard <laughs> seltzer-like beverages, um, but uh, but the one thing was, and this is was my coping mechanism. I worked out after a while was that you can actually go in through the back of IKEA and just go straight to the ordering. Batch. So back I would, door, eh? would shop mm. online and I'd just go straight to the back door. Good idea. Right. Um, Not that there's any other connotations of that. I would just go, I'd go to the back door, I'd pick up my furniture, I'd get a hot dog. Second saving grace. Because <laughs> uh, everyone likes a good wiener in the back door. Oh, I knew that was good. God damn it. Jesus Christ. Tristan? Oh, I was just going to say. Closing, <laughs> closing thoughts. I was mate. just going to say, Ikea like, Tempe is. Um, the look on you, boys. Ground face. Zero. We'll call it Ground Zero for the Inner West. Well, finally, talking about Ground Zero, it's right <laughs> underneath the flight path of uh, oh Sydney Airport. Yeah. So, actually, saving grace is when, you, when the planes are landing from the north, it's actually super cool to be there because the planes literally look like you're landing on Ikea. Yeah. You yeah. can read the menus. On the first on thing you see the when you in flight meals through the flight. window, yeah, is from the IKEA car park. It's kind yep. of cool. Um, no, 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 none of which is as good as the IKEA meatballs. No, you, you're, you're done, Phil. You're done for the night, mate. Tristan and I are going to wrap it up from here. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, the only thing I'll say, which I think you said earlier tonight, Adam, is that you, you fed me the white claw. <laughs> you couldn't be mistaken for uh, assuming that COVID is actually a type of bed. Exactly or something right. like yeah. that in Ikea, yeah, right? Like, 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 yeah. I'm going to go the get the... Or the Glomstrin? The Glomspiel? Or the Corvid? <laughs> you, mean, you, oh. mean, you mean Ikea's giving away the Corvid? <laughs> go buy it. Go Does this come with its cups. own globes? No, you have to buy those from Canada. <laughs> Stupid Ikea. Fuck you, Ikea. <laughs> Fuck you. That's the... Yeah, that's, that's what we're taking away from this podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, Ikea. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
And also, you know, and White yeah. Claw's not that bad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But also, also, how are we still on IKEA? Does anybody else have any other wrap up? No, no. no, you. I didn't think of any Sydney that's news. It. Oh that's yeah, it. Gladys is fucking some dude. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we already said that. I'm yeah. glad we've top and tailed the podcast with that one. So is that dude. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.